What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 232. As always, we are your weekly gaming show covering all the topics across the gaming industry with legal, technical, and industry insight. And it's good to be back, kind of, for 2023. Morning, guys. How we doing? Ready to go, man. Let's go. Here to support Hogue this morning. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah, I, you know, as I'm doing the intro just now, uh, I was already thrown off. Like, I didn't even really know how to kind of dive into this. So, uh, as always, you've got me, Ainsley Bowden, you've got Mr. Dan Rodriguez, and you've got Mr. Ty Guy Travis coming at you for our first show of 2023. Uh, but you will notice a uh, we are missing our fourth musketeer. So before we uh, kind of truly get into anything, I want to just uh, offer a little commentary here. Um, so I, I assume that everyone watching this, or, or I should say the majority watching this, know this already, but just in case, I'll cover it if not. Um, <clears throat> just before the new year, uh, Hogue um, suffered a stroke. Uh, it goes without saying that, uh, you know, a very, very serious situation, um, unexpected. Uh, you know, which obviously causes uh, compounds the issue. And um, it's been, um, you know, something that's uh, obviously uh, difficult to talk about, difficult to kind of comprehend and, and you know, work through. Um, Mrs. Hogue, a co-counsel, as we like to refer to her here, uh, is in the chat with us. Uh, good morning, uh, Mrs. Hogue. And I've been in contact with her. She has been providing a lot of updates on the status of Rick. Uh, over the past week, and um, the the promising news here is that uh, no surprise from us here, of course, because we know how strong and sharp Hogue is. But he is currently kind of surpassing all the targets that the uh, medical experts up, up there have for him. So uh, there is promising news on that front. But obviously, it goes without saying. There's a a long road of recovery here, and uh, you know every day is what we can only imagine is a struggle and filled with concern and, you know, a lot of things, right. A lot of emotions. So, um, I, I think our community, like I said, is, is, uh, aware of this. And, uh, all I would ask is that, uh, you keep Hogue in your thoughts, prayers, if you're a religious person, of course. Um, and that, uh, you know, you, you kind of pay attention to the updates happening with him, please, you know, uh, if you enjoy his content and what he brings to this show, uh, you know, if you're not already enjoying his channel and his content, that obviously helps to a degree as well. So I would encourage you to do so. Uh, there is no kind of direct um, support link or GoFundMe or anything like that set up yet for him. But of course, um, if that does happen, we will be the first to share. Um, other than that, I just want to say, you know, it's going to be it's going to be strange. Um, you know, we talked coming into the end of the year as we closed out 2022 that uh, with Hogue joining us last year, early last year, I believe, if I recall correctly. Um, we kind of felt like the four of us had uh, gelled and, and the show was finally kind of took its final shape, if you will. Um, and it's, uh, you know, this feels a little weird this morning, for sure. Um, and it's uh, a little different. But, um, uh, you know, we're here to talk about games. It, the, the one thing I, me and uh, Dan and Travis joked about is that more than anyone else, Hogue would want us to continue and to talk about games and, and laugh and joke and have a good time. So um, that's what we're going to try to do. Um, so we'll see what happens for the foreseeable future. I think, you know, we may have some guests here and there, but for right now, uh, today, especially, uh, we wanted just the three of us and to provide an update and to kind of kick off the year with, uh, you know, letting everyone know. So, 
Um, guys, anything you'd like to add? Sure. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to uh, get close to somebody and, and have something like this happen. Um, I'm not a prayer guy myself. I, I'm a comedian, and so I deal with trauma by making jokes. Um, so if there's anybody out there who deals with trauma the same way, um, here I'll do. I'll give you a joke. Um, <laughs> I've been working with I've been working with Hogue for over a year and basically from the first time i met him when he told me that he preferred mass effect one to mass effect two i knew that there was the correct decision by the way i knew that there was something wrong with his brain i just didn't know what and um this really explains a lot so ask your doctor about the early warning signs do you have a loved one who prefers resident evil six resident evil village do you have a loved one who doesn't laugh when they play high on life? You know, you talk to your doctor and uh, remember to get daily checkups because um, we should have seen this coming. And it's a real tragedy. That's what I have to say. Very uh, and I And I love you, Hogan. I hope you get better. And I don't know. It sucks. This whole situation yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> um. It is a uh, one thing I didn't mention, right? Uh, and I've talked about my, you know, the, the thing, the major event I deal, I dealt with with my family, uh, that we still deal with on a daily basis, pretty much. Um, and moments like this, events like this, uh, you know, should put things into perspective for you. And as you know, I think we do a good job here, both at Season Gaming and and on the show in general, with something as lighthearted and supposed to be fun as gaming, right? To recognize it for what it is and i think that um you know moments like this uh remind you what's truly important and i would ask that all of you you know once in a while if you don't already of course take a step back and and just think about you know <laughs> you know think about something like this happening to someone you love or, or you know whatever else may happen and um you know keep i'm, I'm bumbling my words right now but basically you know uh remember what's important in life that's what i would say yeah, I mean, I, I've been through similar situations with friends, family, um, uh, as far as like having these kind of sudden illnesses. Uh, I mean, this week alone has been, I mean, not for me personally, but, you know, with Hogue. And then we see, you know, stuff that happens, you know, to people that, you know, that are that are in the public eye, you know, Jeremy Renner or uh, Damar Hamlin, you know. Ken Block. Field. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. You just never know. So so just take that time. Like you said, Ains, take a step away from gaming every once in a while, uh, you know, and, and, and realize what's actually important. Uh, when we got the news, you know, it was it was just surreal and it still kind of is, you know, Hogue is, you know, he's always, you know, kind of been that rock in the bottom right hand corner. Right. So it's just <laughs> always been, you know, when, when, when you see him, you know, fall down a little bit, you know, all you can do is just. You know, sit there and wait because you know he's going to pull himself back up. Yeah, uh, and he's going to get better. And and everything that Cole Console is, you know, has shared with you and you shared with us. You know, it, it all sounds super positive. And I'm pulling for the guy. And hopefully soon. You know, I mean, hopefully. You know, obviously, there's no timetable. It's whenever 
it happens, you know, but we're, we're going to root for him and we're going to keep pushing on because I think that's what he wanted. You know, he wanted, he wanted us to do so, you know, I'll just keep representing and just keep, keep, keep the hope alive. You know I mean? He'll be good. He'll be good. And sounds, sounds like everything's trending upward. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Keep the hope alive. Keep the hope alive. Um, by the way, to show you, or to demonstrate, I should say, that Hogue uh, hasn't lost his wit. I have a message from him for the two of you, which is strangely relevant given our DMs yesterday, which is, you better believe I'm getting my Cracker Barrel lunch. A little stroke is not getting you out of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. He remembers the Cracker Barrel in, amid all of this. He's going to be fine. He's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hogan's going to be okay. So I actually, I just want to start by saying this. Hogan and I, if you didn't watch previous episodes, Hogan and I had a bet as to whether Dan would enjoy Midnight Suns or not. And I wanted to believe that Dan would enjoy Midnight Suns, but just given his history with all the amazing games that he absolutely can't stand um, and his aversion to dating sim mechanics, which are just all over midnight suns i thought there was no way no no way in no way in hell that dan was going to enjoy it and i staked a cracker barrel dinner a restaurant i have never patron patronized um and uh uh he won dan not only liked midnight suns he said it's probably his game of the year for 2022 which warms my heart but but definitely subverts my expectations so um that just goes to show try things that you think you you maybe will hate and sometimes you'll be surprised more often than not you'll confirm your existing biases but if you have an open <laughs> mind if you try every once in a while you will be surprised and you'll you'll find the next thing that you truly <clears throat> love happened with me uh, to me with uh Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney I reviewed one of their games and fell in love with the series had never played visual novels before that time so um try new stuff and uh Hogue, yes, I do owe you dinner at Cracker Barrel. I have no idea where to find a Cracker Barrel, especially one that is going to accommodate somebody who lives in San Francisco and somebody who lives in Michigan. But you, I'm there, man. Next next time, uh, next time I'm I'm in your neck of the woods. We're we're getting whatever they serve at Cracker Barrel. Barrel crackers? I don't know. Hash Maybe? brown casserole, baby. Hash brown casserole. Breakfast. It sounds horrifying. It sounds oh, like a delicious. yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. Delicious but horrifying pretty much sums up Cracker Barrel's entire menu. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I saw that message from co-counsel this morning, and I I almost sent it to you guys. I was like, no, I got to read this to you on the show. So uh, Thank you. That was a a great surprise. I'm so glad he remembers us. Hell yeah. Yeah, we were literally talking about the the peg game yesterday in our DM. We were? Because I went to Cracker Barrel for breakfast yesterday. So what is that? They give you like a little... Yeah, you have to, to play while jump you're the peg until there's only one peg left. So you you know you've got one. You go up to the triangle. You jump and you a just peg jump. and the other peg disappears. Yes, the other peg disappears. You pull that one out. Ow. and you go to the next one. You oh, you have to out. make it disappear. Okay. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, it's manual. Like checkers. It's checkers. Science. Yeah, kind of. Okay. You know, fantastic. If you think of chess at the Cracker Barrel level, yes. you get the peg game. <laughs> Yeah, it's tic tac toe. Tic tac toe solitaire mode. Yeah. That's what you know. My wife actually, she told me a story that coincides with the peg game. Like 
it's some kind of like weird thing like this is the night and he met this person and you know and he just start she starts starts jumping all these things finishes it off she had one peg left i fell in love that was it then i ate breakfast rest is history yeah the rest is history five kids later (laughs) and i too (laughs) i too will fall in love at cracker barrel after playing the peg game with richard hoag watch out <laughs> there's a new sheriff in town right? and he's uh he's gunning for your man all right oh man all right um real quick if you're not aware of hashtag shrimp fried rice you can look that up look up hoag's account look up ian runkle's account or mrs hoag there is a story behind that it's quite a funny one uh but we're gonna just go ahead and let that run while we're talking today I'm just bites of out of it <laughs> uh, a couple super chats uh, I want to mention before we get started. So, uh, Dan, you want to hit these? And these were before the show started. Yeah, this All one right. was before we started. Matt J, uh, thoughts to uh, <clears throat> thoughts go to Hogue and Mrs. Hogue. Thanks for the show, guys. Well, thank you, Matt J, for tuning in and letting us celebrate a little bit with you know each other and talk about Hogue. It's gonna be good, man. We're gonna have a good yeah. show. Yeah, Matt, thank you very much, man. appreciate that. Uh, we've got Googleman is back Googleman. in the new year. Yes. Well, I hear the shake weight is on sale somewhere. Shake weight can be used while sitting. <laughs> that's got to be an inside joke. Yeah, that's got to be a home thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> Amazing. The shake weight. Wow. I, I, yeah, the shake weight is quite a funny uh, device, but yeah, I'll leave my story aside here. Uh, Googleman, thank you. Good to see you in the new year. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. And shout out to Mr. Andrew Von Nagy, who became a channel member. Nice. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. There was uh, several, it's quite a few actually new channel members over the past couple of weeks since we've been gone over the holidays and stuff. So anyone who became a channel member, thank you very much. And if you haven't become one yet, um, consider it. Might be worth Can your while. Explain what that means. For I, I legitimately yes. don't know what a channel member means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we. Um, yeah, that, that's probably a good call. You know me. I suck at promoting here. Um, <clears throat> so last year, Season Gaming experimented with Patreon. We did it for a while, produced a bunch of content. Quite, to be really, really blunt with you, got burnout. Last year was just too much. Um, and so we've kind of readjusted coming into this year to keep it a little more straightforward, a little more simple, which is uh, we're still going to be doing things like interviews, things like um, roundtables, uh, spoiler casts, those types of things, um, you know, unique content features and things like that, which will go live early by a few days for people who are channel members. So there's two channel members, $1.99 a month if you just want to support Season Gaming. That's it. You can use the emojis and stuff uh, in, our, in our live chat. And then $4.99 a month. If you want the early access to the things that we're going to put up through the year, that's it, really. So it's just a way to support us here at Season Gaming um, and what we do. Simples. Got it. So, so it's different than subscribing to the channel. It and, is. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, yep. I know nothing about running a YouTube channel, so this is useful to me and maybe useful to commenters who would have thought that subscribing to the channel was the same thing as becoming a member because I, I would have thought that. So. No, like you can see the people in the chat who have the icon next to them. There are channel members, and that uh, that evolves as the longer you're a channel member, you get nicer and nicer icons, and you can use the, the special emojis like our versus emoji and our our individual icons and things like that. Gotcha. So, so the bronze SG is the bronze lower. SG is a new member. Yep, and silver it. is uh, means they've been over thirty days now, and there's like five or six of them. 
Uh, Real Radix says it's basically like Twitch, pretty much. It's pretty much like subbing on Twitch. Yeah. Got it. Except for, like I said. Now I will know which commenters to take their opinions in a hierarchical manner, you know? Just, <laughs> like, oh, he's a silver. He's got the silver button. That that opinion yeah. is more important yeah. than... We only know. look at comments from channel members. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry. You know what would be cool? Just throwing this out there right now. Like, a t-shirt with just the four emojis, like, on the front of it. Mm. Oh. Those, like, vidcast or something. Our icons? Yeah, just our icons. Yeah, that could be cool. That could four be cool, for ones. sure. So get on it. Get on it. I'll buy one. All right, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. We've got one more super chat, a big one from Mr. Gecko Gamer kicking oh, us off. 22 euros. In a bit of old news, a theme park in Spain, Port Aventura, is building a coaster theme to Uncharted. Uh, judging by the already revealed layout, the type of coaster it will be a dark ride with roller coaster sections. I had no idea. Very random, but very interesting. <laughs> I had no idea that there was going to be an Uncharted roller coaster in Spain. An Uncharted 2 or Uncharted 4 roller coaster? <laughs> or Uncharted movie? Asking if the real really questions. If they really wanted it yeah. to be Uncharted, yeah. they would literally uncharted it by removing the tracks. That way you never know what's going to happen. You know? A little yeah. crazy. <laughs> hey, you jump <laughs> at one point safe. and, you know... It's like only a 60% chance of surviving the entire ride, you know. Have fun. Let's roll roll those dice, baby. (laughs) Oh, man. Gecko, thank you very much, man. Appreciate you. Happy uh, happy New Year to you. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, guys. I guess we should talk about some games. However, before we do that, yet again, I do have a question that was provided by uh, Sardinisms who likes to kind of propose questions to us. So she asked... And I'll put you on the spot here a little bit. She said, what is something people assume incorrectly about a genre they don't play? And what's something you wish you knew before playing a specific genre? So the first example that popped into my head here, and I know Travis probably had might have gone there as well, is uh, the Souls games. So from games, you know, Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, etc. I think people assume that they are difficult just to be difficult. And that is not the case. Uh, those games are built with specific systems in mind um, where, quite frankly, you can actually make the games relatively easy as long as you use the systems properly and kind of understand what's going on. So um, I think that one of the biggest misconceptions I see pretty much is that the Souls games are incredibly difficult games that you know people can't overcome. And the only reason people like them is because of the challenge. And that really couldn't be further from the truth. That's a fair one. Uh, it's a good one. I have like a million of these. I probably could just like do one for every genre because um, those who know me know that I'm pretty much into every genre. Like I, I legitimately like just so many games, games. and I just like games. Yeah, they're they're interesting yeah. to me. Um, and uh, I, you know, I could I could do one for pretty much every. You know, I talked about visual novels earlier, and I think a lot of people kind of see those as boring or you know not real games, and a lot of them are incredibly good stories incredibly good games uh dating sims i've talked about on this channel before i think a lot of people have a lot of negative connotations about dating sims also um uh and those games are super well designed a lot of them a lot of the dating sims are like legit just great games um and i I wouldn't have gotten in those uh into those without my fiance i also um i was having discussion uh hogue I, i wish hogue was here i um he he and I had a, a discussion before the break 
about whether Midnight Suns was a dating sim. And he said, Travis, there's no romantic love interest. It's not a dating sim. And I talked to my fiance, who is an expert about dating sims, really just like such an expert. And she actually was like, oh, well, you know, dating sims don't have to have romantic love. In fact, there's an entire genre, a subgenre within dating sims of ones that have no romance options. And I was like kind of blown away by that. And so I would I would submit to Hogue that uh, that I think I think Midnight Suns definitely qualifies in that regard because of its in-depth social link mechanics. And she started pointing out things to me like the uh, the gifting system and all that stuff that are like super hardcore and originate from the dating sim community. Uh, of games and so i think a lot of people who play made that game who worked on it play a lot of dating sims because uh anyway that i could do this i could go all day on different genres but uh, (laughs) i I would just say in general don't assume uh don't assume that you know everything about a genre of a game or just because you don't like one game in a genre that doesn't mean that you don't you won't like any of them right and uh give games a try and you'll be surprised at, at what you find that's just my life philosophy when it comes to games yeah, sometimes you're surprised. Do it, Dan. Sometimes, sometimes it, you play Hades and you're like, I have no idea what everybody likes about this game. <laughs> Dan, Dan's like, if you haven't played Hitman, play Hitman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't That's really have an answer to this about question. Hitman. Yeah. Because I play very few genres. It's like blockbuster action, you know, third slash first person, whatever, you know. Oh, I've been playing The Witcher for the past three weeks. So, yes. Uh, that's, that's that's. There's never that's never a wrong answer. I mean, no. you know, but I mean, yeah. I mean, every once in a while you can get surprised. I mean, that sounds for sure surprised me this, you know, last year. Um, I mean, I you can. There's like one romantic slash, I don't know, like story. That's the kind of a side thing. It's really just one though. Like that's what scared me the most. I was like, is everybody just, you know, on here and effing or something? What is going on? You know, because the way you described it, Travis, I thought I was going to walk into this giant castle and everybody's going to be trying to like hook up with like like it's some kind of mtv you know (laughs) (laughs) next tv show or something and it was it was nothing like that yeah i mean it's um that's sort of the the um what do you call it the the knock against the the dating sim genres that people think that that's what it's all about and sometimes it's not sometimes it's this is why i don't take offense when people describe mass effect 2 as a dating sim because it it legitimately draws a lot of its like social link mechanics from dating sims and that's not a bad thing the 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 game benefits (coughs) from that i think uh and and I, I think Midnight Suns takes a lot of cues from that. Like the fact that you have to think about, oh, I got to give them a gift every time I hang out with them. And the fact that they call the hangout dates, right? And then you go on a date with them and at the end you get a chance to give them a gift. That comes straight from dating sims and from visual novels. And it's just very funny to me that they threw so much of that into the game. But it works, right? Because you need something to do in between all of that super complex, you know, thoughtful right. turn-based combat. And it 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 is perfect at breaking that up with personas like, like that. Thing else to do. Persona, Persona like that gives, too. Yeah. Persona, yeah, yeah, yeah. JRPGs have a lot of that kind of <laughs> social link stuff as well. So you um, me that carrot though that's hanging at the end of that. You know, like for me, doing all those hangouts and stuff in that game was basically to for power up your character, to power up my character, right? Yeah, to yeah. That, to get that ultimate card or whatever when you hit level five friendship or whatever mm-hmm. with them, and some of it's kind of annoying. And then some of that stuff comes in late and you're just kind of like, man, I got to sit here and just power through this. But I mean, for the most part, it was fine. You know, I really enjoyed the combat more than anything else. But, you know, I definitely 
enjoyed the the Abbey a lot more than I thought I would. Exactly. It yeah. makes it brings me so much joy to think that Dan was sitting there looking at responses when talking to Captain Marvel and trying to figure out which one that she was gonna like the most to get that heart symbol. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that gives me life to think that Dan had to go through that game mechanic and he went away, he came away from it liking it. Like that's yeah. like <laughs> come on guys, we did it. We're here. We got Dan to enjoy that, which is great. Um, oh, so. RJHS um, <clears throat> um, about my comment about Souls games. He says, in that case, do you think Souls like games do a bad job at letting players that think they know that it's not like that? Meaning, you know, the perception of these games, it's all about how hard they are. Do they do a bad job at basically communicating that? I, I yes. And I think, yeah, yeah I was going to say, I think my comment would be yes. Um, I guess how some of us look at it is. Um, and I, I had a good conversation with Stephen Danton recently on the channel. You can check that out, an interview with him. And uh, he's a ex, um, he worked at Microsoft and he, he uh, designed with his wife Unto the End, a game that came out a year and a half ago um, <clears throat> or end of 2020. And we talked about that with Elden Ring. And we both commented on the fact that um, you don't get a lot of experiences nowadays, at least from maybe major AAA titles, that uh, just give you the sandbox and say, figure it out. Right. Um, and that's what Souls games essentially do. Figure it out. You know, like here's Elden Ring. You walk out of that first dungeon, which is like 10 minutes. Right. And it's like, here you go. And we're going to put this giant big guy in front of you who can kill you in one hit just for the hell of it. Um, and I like that. And I know some people like that. There are other people who hate that. So I think it's more of a personal preference type thing, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I played that, too, by the way. Played some Elden Ring. And uh, like 28 minutes. No, I played the. Let's see. I literally got to the. The character selection stream the first time I loaded it and I quit. I was like, no, I, I don't know what to pick. So it was already overwhelming at that point. Oh, that counts as playing, but go on. <laughs> okay, go on. And then I, I was like, okay, I, you know what? I'm going to hear through the grapevine that the mage is super overpowered. Um, I'll try a Can mage. Uh, that did not work out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and start again because I only really played like 10 minutes. How uh, didn't it work and, out exactly? Uh, mostly because I suck. Uh, and then the I, I did the sword and board build, just like whatever the vanguard or whatever the hell the hero is. Not the hero is. I don't know, what, what's the guy with the shield sword? There's and a the couple, halberd. but go ahead. Yeah, he's like the basic guy. And so I was like, okay, this will work better. So then I couldn't, I, I, I go out, I, I see the giant guy on a horse. I'm like, okay, I'm going to avoid that guy at all costs. Uh, yep. Mostly because my son said, yeah, avoid him at all costs. I was like, all right, no problem. So I run, I run around a little bit and get to the little church, get, you know, whatever. Then I get my horse, uh, mostly by running to it. Uh, and then I get to this little camp. And it's just, it's just like an old castle that's broken down. And there's mm -hmm. a bunch of scrubs. And then there's like one guy that just walks back and forth. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, I killed literally everybody. I was like, oh, they're all dead. I got this dude, no problem. Annihilated me like six, seven times in a row. I was like, what is happening? I thought my shield is like blocks everything. I thought that was the whole mechanic. Like it does not. That was well, it, dep that. it depends on the shield. You have to look at the stats. Well, it wasn't one of those little parry shields. It was like the big shield. No, you can't like, go and look. You gotta look at the stats of the yeah, shield. I got time for that garbage, man. <laughs> just, just work. Just work. Bro. Just work. You were building decks in Midnight fine. Suns and looking at cards and stats and all that stuff. You can look yeah. at a shield. Yeah, no, this is too yeah, much. You can do this. You can do this. There's I, also I, mean, uh, I believe in you. 
I heard there's a great beginner's guide on a site called SeasonGaming.com. Just I did, rumor I, I, I heard. I, I, I saw that, and uh, it didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> this is a skill issue, guys. It's not. It's not a design issue. I'm more willing to admit my my. I don't my know. I I honestly think Dan. Yeah. I think it's a you issue. <laughs> I think if you're not willing to look at the stats of a shield, you're never gonna get through this game. Let's just. Does the stats have anything to do with? It? I, mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's just. Does the stats walk? The stats will tell you how much of the damage penetrates. Through <laughs> it said a hundred. I did see that. It said one hundred percent of physical, physical damage. damage. Well, what yeah. the hell is he doing? He's hitting me we with probably the had like a light. Is that mental? Is that we had a light, lightning spear, light or fire? You know, it's a video game. Sometimes it's weapons guy. have elemental effects. You know, He's it's a pretty common right. mechanic. <laughs> right now, you guys are getting a, a peek into our DMs. This is this is what it's like, essentially. I'm trying, Ains. I'm trying here. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on because, uh, um, yes, we know that conversation. Trying to trying to explain Elden Ring to Dan could be, uh, uh, you know. Fatal. The worst TED talk you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Um, I will comment on this because I thought this was cool. Yago, who always supports us here, he says, I remember when the big cast was just two guys, a basement, and a fold-out table. This show has come a long way. Uh, yes, it has. So thank you for that comment, man. Uh, there was a time. Was, no, that that table ahead. was solid. It was a solid, was a solid table. table. I actually <laughs> broke it. Not a joke. I broke really? a leg on it. I had to throw it out. Yeah, I swear. That was a good table. Um, yeah, it used I'm to be still, my poker I'm still table. in that basement. They keep me here. <laughs> He's right over there. Oh, um, no, and all, all jokes aside, Dan and I used to record right over there uh, across my gaming room. And um, But even before that, right, there was a time, this is not a joke, where, you know, anyone who starts a new podcast has gone through this, where we would get like 15 views in a week and seven of those were friends. You know what I mean? Like, and us, uh, <laughs> and us you know, so uh, it has come a very long way. And, and a lot of new people here that hang out with us every week or listen to us after the fact. And it just it's hugely encouraging and hugely, um, you know, it's just uh, it makes us feel really good about it. So thank you very much. All right. So let's talk about what we've been playing, guys. I finally did it. Uh, I made a joke about myself last week where I said that I told these guys over the holidays I was going to finally go back to Forbidden West, and I hadn't because I had like 45 hours into Witcher 3 since the update, and I was addicted to that again. How crazy is that, man? How crazy it's so good, though. It's so, it's so good. good. It's so, <laughs> so good. good. I'm about the same. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was doing that, and then my time has been a little more limited than I had hoped, sadly, but I, I basically said, okay, all jokes aside, I got to force myself. I turned Witcher off. I turned my PS5 on. Horizon had another update, so I hadn't turned my PS5 on in a while. And um, I started playing a few days ago now, and uh, I'm fully into it. So the good news is I've, I figured out where I was, what I was doing, what the controls are, which took a while. Um, but I'm fully back into it now, and uh, I've probably played five to seven hours over the past few days. Uh, I think I'm level, I just hit level 18, actually. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not right at the beginning. I think I had 12 hours in it or so at launch, which I know is nothing because it's a huge game. Um, but uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And I got to say, if you haven't gone back and played Forbidden West since launch, the updated performance mode they added in that game is effing mind-boggling. Like, I, I don't, I can't even comprehend how it looks and runs the way that it does. It basically looks like God of War Ragnarok, which looks incredible for all its other faults. It looks absolutely incredible. Um, but in an open world, which makes it that much more impressive. Uh, it's just super smooth. It's super beautiful. Aloy still talks way too much. Um, 
but I am, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of pushing through that annoyance. Uh, the rest of the game, really fun so far. The, I have a few niggling things here and there, but um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Nice. I am I must say I'm surprised, Danes. I really <laughs> thought you weren't going to make it back Dude, from the war. I bought, I, bought, I bought my bakery sheet. We're seeing, you know, it's piece by piece to see if I'm I can get the bakery impressed. to come together. I'm glad you made yeah. it home. That's all I have to say. You know, really I've got a, I got a baking sheet in one hand, my intestines in the other. I'm doing yeah. my best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you, man. I'm really happy. So, uh, and on and on a more funny note, I am now like collection level like 850 in Marvel Snap. So it's ooh. not hugely impressive, but I have been consistently playing it over the past few weeks. That's so my collection level, I've sort of dipped a little bit just because I've had other games that I want to play, but. I'm still, you know, logging on, still consider myself kind of a fanatic at this thing. I'm collection level 2,692. I have a problem. All right. Anyway. And how is that even possible? Like that's I've just, I've just been playing since I've just been playing since, you know, the game came wow. out and doing my my challenges or bounties or whatever every every day. So yeah, I don't know. I'm weirdo. Play a lot of the games. What are you playing, Dan? Well, I don't know what I'm playing. What am I playing? Witcher 3, a lot, a lot of that. Um, Midnight Sun still, I still haven't finished it. I'm still going. Um, what chapter are you on? I'm on the third act. Me too. Just got to, I think. Okay, I'm farther than you then. I think I'm near yeah, the end I mean, of the it's, third it's, act. It's one of those things where I get, like, if you just, you know, mainline the story, I mean, number one, you would probably lose your ass. But number yeah, two, what I mean, difficulty I, are you on? Uh, the second one, the one above normal, whatever that is. Oh, okay. Heroic uh, something. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. I, I just I, on... I upped the difficulty one one time, and that was it. I, I don't even know if I can continue to do that. Or I'm on. Uh, I'm on the difficulty. I think it's ultimate three. It's like right before the the hardest difficulty that they offer, and all my levels take like 45 minutes to complete because they're even the side missions. Yeah. They take forever. one false move and you just get just destroyed by somebody. Yep. So yeah. Forever. And that's, that's the fun part of it is that tactical, you know, trying to figure out, God, I really need this one card to, to land, you know, you know, cause you, you know, and I still not a huge fan of the deck building genre, but um, I think my love for marble kind of helps out that little thing. And then I'm still kind of figuring out, all the additions and and you know you can you can upgrade, upgrade your cards certain mods. ways yeah. yeah the mods that, how, that's how the one. big is that game it sounds huge it it's is huge. like the abbey is, forever oh just from a, like a, a standpoint of like like when i started I, I started playing i was like okay this isn't that bad then i looked at the abbey map and i was like damn this is pretty big and but because a lot of it's blocked out you like you you open it up as you go along and i didn't think you know, I, I thought it was i was I was like, okay, this is about enough. And then more stuff opened up and then more <clears> stuff opened up. And then, you know, you, it, it, there, there's a lot more to it than I thought there was going to be. But the, wow. the, the battles are super fun. I really do enjoy yeah. those. Yago um, um, said in the chat, like it to... took him. Sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. I was saying Yago just said in the chat, it took him, what's that, 112 hours? Yeah, I mean, oh, the, the reason it can take you that long is because you can just infinitely do side quests. Yes. It's got the same the same problem as XCOM 2, where, like, you could, like, I, I think I spent, like, the first 30 hours and I hadn't done a single main quest. I was just yeah. 
grinding up levels and getting gear and loot and stuff like that. And so you can just waste hundreds of hours if if you if you really want to. I'm at the point now where we're sort of like, all right, we maxed out relationships with everyone. We have like all of the decks we want fully upgraded. Let's just like go through the story. So we're kind of like pushing through it. But um, pro tip, Dan, something that's really helped me like up my game is the marking effect. Do you know about marking? Yeah, I, I, I yeah. know about it and I've used it a couple times, but I've never yeah. really, because I think Nico has Fo Focus that. marketing, marking if you can, because uh, basically if you mark somebody, it, it means that if you kill them, you get refunded for whatever card you use to kill them. And so you That's can use idea. that. You can mark entire groups of enemies and then just chain getting kills and then get your card plays back. And that's just like invaluable. So it's my recommendation. Status effects are super useful, like making yeah, them vulnerable, vulnerable, making them vulnerable and then and then marking them in the same turn if you could do both and then they just get destroyed. Um, it's yeah. great. So I think vulnerable on me doesn't work as well, it seems like. Like when I become vulnerable, I have a card that basically I play it, I hit somebody, I get a vulnerable, you know, but it just never seems to affect I guess I don't know if that's like a broken mechanic. No, that's just because you're on a lower difficulty, so it's kind to you about vulnerable. Okay. When I get vulnerable on my character, I get one shot by people. Oh, no. Like literally, they hit me and it does like 400 damage from like a regular guy punching me, and I'm just like, God damn. So, no. um, also Captain America OP. My God. See, I think Captain Nico's America. my favorite. Really just, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's such a good game that I didn't expect to like, but I should have because it's it really you know it's got that the, the combat mechanic is really fun. It's it really does remind me of XCOM to an extent, but it's done very uniquely, you know. So, and and I understand now having played it, you know why it needs to be that way, you know, because if if it wasn't, if it was more like XCOM playing with these Marvel characters with their actual powers and stuff like that, it would just be disgusting. I mean, it, it yeah. would be fun. So, but they did a great job. I mean, for <laughs> actually, known better. I mean, they're they're one of my favorites. So, good dev, yeah, solid dev. Great dev, great dev. Um, Travis, you've been playing anything interesting? I know there's a couple things you can't talk about yet, and and obviously we're only probably a week removed from when games ramp up for the year in terms of reviews, and it's going to be a crazy early part of the year. But yeah. So needless to say, I, you know, I got a little bit of a break. Um, I spent two weeks uh, catching up on games. I completed a whole bunch of games on my list. Um, notably, I'm still maybe halfway through God of War. I've played like 20 hours of that game. So I'm, I'm still catching up on Ragnarok. Um, so you're almost getting to when the game starts. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, You've got through the first I'm actually, conversation. I'm actually, enjoying, I'm actually enjoying it more than I thought I would, but uh, that's because I'm, I'm kind of taking it slow. I'm not forcing myself to just like marathon it. I'm sort of like, uh, I mentioned to you guys that my fiance and I are splitting Midnight Sun. So I've been playing Ragnarok on a smaller screen while she's been doing the social link stuff in the Abbey uh, <laughs> in between Midnight Suns because that takes her like an hour. Um, so I've been playing it in little bite sizes and it's pretty good. Um, as for work, I immediately got loaded up with reviews and previews and a bunch of other stuff, uh, when the, when the year started. So I'm working on my first review, which is, um, a SpongeBob SquarePants platformer, uh, <laughs> that I'm, I'm reviewing. And then, uh, nice. I've got, uh, a couple previews. There's a few I can't talk about, unfortunately. Um, but I did want to talk and recommend to people in the audience of a game that I had not heard of until I was given a code for it um, and, and spent maybe 15 hours playing it 
over the, this last week. It's a game called Wanted Dead. I'd never heard about it, and I okay. just started playing it recently. I, I think it's made by the developers of Ninja Gaiden, uh, the, the notoriously hard uh, like Team Ninja, um, or the or like going way back. One. Yeah, the other the the old old one. Um, okay, which I think is a Japanese studio, right? I, I'd have to look it up. I'm sort of speaking yeah. out of pocket here, but um, um, it's uh, it's sort of like a hack and slash type of game that's super hard. Like you have to run around and slash, and you shoot a gun, and you, people are shooting at you with guns, and you have to like dodge past them and hit them with your sword. Yeah. Um, super frantic. It's sort of like. Dan, I actually think you would like it if you could put up with the difficulty, which granted I am playing on hard. I haven't played on normal, so I don't know what it's like uh, normally, but it it's basically like if what if Ninja Gaiden was made by the guys that made Yakuza? Like it has like the super weird, like uh, just tone to it and like ridiculous mini games, like a mini game where you have to eat ramen uh, as fast as you can <laughs> and it's got karaoke and uh, arcade vending machines and just like stupid stuff like that. Um, and it's just really surprised me. It's a super weird game. Uh, the voice <laughs> acting is is ridiculously like kind of bad, like not uh, not kind of bad, like kind of just j- just definitely bad. Um, but it it's sort of uh, I've just been having a really really fun time with it. So I'm gonna write about that game today, and I'll have something to show the world. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it, like allowed to publish anything about it for a couple weeks. But I think I'm allowed to say that I'm playing it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I'm really been really surprised by that. So I've been playing a little bit of that and I think everything else I can't really talk about, but, um, I'm going to start publishing stuff very soon here. Um, and, uh, I'm off to the races, man. It's going to be a really exciting year. I also started doing news this week for IGN, which, uh, has (laughs) nothing to do with what are you playing, but I'm, uh, yeah, I just, it's been a, it's been a busy, busy start and I'm really excited about, it's uh, the best part about reviewing is not knowing what games you're going to have to play and kind of not really knowing what your play catalog is going to look like. I love that because, you know, in the past, before I was a reviewer, I'd, I'd know which games I was going to play. Here's the 15 games I want to get through this year. Um, and they're all the games that I like and that are the biggest ones. But now, you know, I might be playing a SpongeBob game and that's just <laughs> not, it was never on my, uh, my, my advent calendar. So I'm just excited uh, to see what, what I end up with and, Games are great, man. We live in the best yeah. timeline. So, <laughs> I mean, this very year good, man. It's gonna be insane. It is. Segway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's a. Uh, it's too early for that segue. Hold, hold. Damn it! I tried. <laughs> that was my goal this year to do it. I know you segue. tried. You tried. Oh yeah. Okay. That, that's a good goal to have. Um, well, I've got this a couple other things that went. A <laughs> couple other uh, super chats to get to, and then we're going to talk. Uh, I want to talk about PSVR 2 because CES is ongoing, and there's, you know, uh, Sony decided to show up there with some other products, but they talked quickly about PSVR 2. And then, yes, we're going to go through uh, 2023 releases because the game or the year, excuse me, is going to be nuts. Uh, so we'll talk about that. But let me get these super chats that have been sitting for a few minutes. Yes, Iron Cake with the $5 super chat. Thank you, sir. My daughter. Alana is uh, now pining for an Elden Ring themed amusement park ride. Could be Let's fun go. and frightening simultaneously. Get well soon, Hogue. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let's do it. Just getting through the Let's line is super difficult and takes probably three or four hours. Guess <laughs> well, you got to pick your class. You got to pick your gear. You know, you got to figure out what you're going to use on the ride. You know what I mean? Yeah, look at the stats. Yeah, look at, I'll look be, at the I'll stats. I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not really a theme park guy, but an Elden Ring uh, 
amusement park ride sounds like an unmitigated nightmare of an idea. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> well, well, thank you very much, sir. Appreciate you. Random names back in 2023. Yeah, with the 4.99 super chat. Prayers go out to Ho Co Console and their family. Enjoying the show as always has become my favorite podcast. Hoping this year, this is the year for Xbox. I think we all are, man. Because yeah, we're stuck. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I hope I don't. I'm not necessarily like rooting for X. I mean, I guess I'm rooting for them as much as I root for any other gaming company. But I hope that they participate this year. Certainly. I think that's what we're saying. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate the compliment on the podcast. Love hearing that. And um, yes, uh, we're actually going to talk here. Like I said momentarily about xbox and uh you know what's to expect it is looking good uh looking very good actually but we'll but last year looked de- good delivery too. and looking good are two completely different yeah. things so um thank you as always appreciate you and just a shout out to is that bridget bridget that's not bridget bridget i believe no, yeah becoming or maybe a... maybe bridget was taken let's give her the benefit of the doubt you know <laughs> okay either way thank you for becoming a new channel member shout out to you thank you very much okay uh so psvr2 guys um so if you're not aware of the consumer electronics show ces is uh, ongoing uh, a lot of cool tech being shown if you're into that sort of thing actually one of the coolest things i saw guys was earbuds you put in turn them on and then whatever someone speaks to you in a language it translates to english for you automatically while they're speaking Whoa. I was like, that's cool. That's very cool. I I saw Um, the uh, wireless television screens. Wireless OLED television? Yeah. With the batteries? Crazy. crazy. Yeah, Yeah, completely wireless. And they have a a battery that lasts like six months. And then you just, you charge and you hot swap it. And then you can also put the screens together to create a bigger screen. You put like four together. And you just pick them up. Pick them up with your Hey, just pick them up, move them around. Yeah, yep. the wireless television screens. Yeah, and uh, basically the content goes over Wi-Fi, you know, to stream to the TV essentially. So yeah, but I cool don't future, think they man. have like HDMI's. You can't play games on them, or you know, because yeah, that would sort of defeat the whole purpose of having a wireless TV if you had to connect it with an HDMI cable anyway. So yeah, but, until until you're able to carry a, a you know ultra high data bandwidth wireless signal, it won't work that way. But technology is still very cool. It's coming. X Cloud, anyone? It's going to happen. Exactly. Um, But PSVR 2. So there was a a brief segment on PSVR 2. It's hard to believe we're actually just over a month away from its launch. So February 22nd. Really? Yeah, February 22nd, man. It's coming. Wow, there is no steam behind that. Holy shit. Okay, well, (laughs) I'm just surprised. That's like I've not heard any like hype or game announcements. Jesus. All right, well. Well, I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. Um, so Jim Jim Ryan came out. Who, by the way, he is he's, a card- he's electrifying, electrifying Jim Ryan. He is a cardboard presenter. Like <laughs> I, I told some friends, like even in my leadership in my company, we wouldn't want him presenting. And I promise you, he's oh. he, he's the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Like, what are you doing? Like he, he's just the most bland presenter I've ever seen. But anyway, what saying is that he's not interactive or entertaining. No, <laughs> neither. No, oh my God. The worst. Um, so he's just the Sony part. 
He's missing the other two parts of the company name. He's just Got Sony, it. yeah. And it's only because they're paying his, for his cats or something. I don't know. Um, but they talked about uh, they're going to have over 30 games at launch, what they said launch window. Of course, you never know what that time frame is. Um, the big announcements were that Beat Saber, which you kind of expect would be coming considering its popularity, but I was glad to hear it confirmed because I love Beat Saber and I still play it multiple times per week. Uh, it's too. coming to PS. I love it, man. It's great. Great Um, Coming to PSVR 2. And they also announced virtual reality is coming to Gran Turismo 7 as a free update, which is also awesome, especially for someone like me. So I hope it's fully fleshed out, of course. You know, they didn't go into detail about what the mode presents. um, But I am excited about that. Um, Perhaps most exciting was outside of CES itself, which is uh, I've been kind of paying attention to some of the uh, virtual reality sites, those sites and kind of outlets that focus on virtual reality and the headsets and everything. Uh, and they've been hugely impressed by Horizon Call of the Mountain. Uh, I've seen two separate people now say it's one of the most impressive virtual reality games they've ever played um, and that it is um, extremely gorgeous as well. And that the eye tracking, you know, PSVR 2 has eye tracking, uh, is is also hugely impressive. So um, sounds exciting. I, I know that... To your point, Travis, there doesn't seem to be a lot of hype, at least anecdotally, around PSVR 2. They said, I think they're making $2 million for launch, and obviously they're still promoting and trying to sell them, so they haven't sold pre-ordered 2 million units, right? Obviously. Um, so we'll see how this thing goes. I know Hogue was betting that uh, this thing dies based on price and other factors, but uh, I'm hopeful, and I will be there on day one, and I am actually covering some PSVR 2 coverage, including a review of Horizon Call of the Mountain for Season Gaming. So nice. uh, we shall see. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. To, I mean, I'm probably one of the only people on the IGN staff who has one of these things at launch. So I'm also going to try to try my hand at reviewing some stuff. It's been a while since I reviewed a VR game. Last time I threw up twice. We'll see what happens this time. Really? Nice. Poorly yeah. optimized? It was a PSVR one game, which Oof, if you play yeah. PSVR one, the the frame rate just doesn't work. And it happened to be a game you have to spend a lot of time in, No Man's Sky. I reviewed for VR, Oof. and uh, that game will give you a brain headache real fast, and brain headache equals violent vomiting. Um, so the things we do for our craft, for our craft. <laughs> yeah, they did announce No Man's Sky, funny enough, for PSVR 2. So I hope it's more well optimized than what we got previously. I mean, it, it would have so. to be. The, I, I, yeah. the PSVR 2, is. It, it, this is why I disagree with Hogue um, on, on this and so many other things. Uh, he uh, the, the, the PSVR 2 is like exactly what PlayStation needs to do uh, to not compete with, uh, you know, the Quest is to, is to do something high end. So I, I, I think it I think it could work. Just depends no, on it's a, that's exactly why I'm excited about it, right? Is that they, I've said from the start when we heard they were designing it, like, please go higher end. Like, it's okay if it costs more. Please go higher end because that's the experience people want. And I, I have to assume, too, that if you're playing PlayStation 5 and we're starting to see, sadly, as we've talked about before, everything on PlayStation is still kind of cross-gen. But as we start to get to the point two years post-launch where we see the games that are actually fully optimized for PS5 and Series X, um, that you kind of want to replicate that experience in VR, right? You don't want a PS5 experience like Ragnarok or, or Forbidden West and then go to your VR unit that's new in 2022 and it's running in 720p, right? You can't really do that. That's that's not going to work. So I'm excited. We'll see. Yeah, um, it will all, it'll all come down to whether they can support it with good games. 
content. Content. It's always going to be content. Yep, 100% agree. Guys, you are, uh, as we're sitting here talking, uh, all hell is breaking loose in our chat, which is just uh, amazing. So um, big, big shout out to, sorry guys, it's hard to run with this. Midnight Dreary uh, just gifted five channel memberships uh, while we've been talking, um, which is hugely, uh, uh, sorry guys, my brain this morning. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Hugely, hugely big, uh, you know, uh, nice. Popped off. It's very appreciated. Yeah, thank you. Yes, uh, hugely appreciated. Thank you very much, God. Um, so, Midnight Jury, appreciate you. Thank you very much. Funny enough, one of those memberships went to a Craig Meyer, who I'm going to shout out, good friend of mine in real life, who I've known for a long time now. So that's awesome. And then while we've been talking, both Vault Boy and Iron Keg have also joined as channel members. Guys, thank you very much. Support. You know, I, I, I sound like a broken record. I don't mean to, but just really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Yes. <clears throat> That's awesome. All right. Um, are either of you getting PSVR 2? No. Hell yeah. Pre-ordered. Let's go. Okay. So me and, me and Travis will, uh, by the time Hogue comes back, we'll have the left side of VR 2 supporters and the right side is non-VR 2 supporters. And we'll have that debate when uh, when the time comes. But all right. Okay, guys, let's get to 2023 because there are a ton of games to talk about and how I structured this as we're going to talk through it. So we have confirmed release dates for some games through basically June. And then there's obviously a whole ton of games that we don't know when they're releasing, including a whole bunch of games that Xbox says are coming in the first half of the year, but we still don't have release dates for. So what I plan to do here is let's go month by month for the ones we have release dates for. We'll talk about those and then we'll begin to talk about uh, all the other games coming in the year that um, that we don't have dates for yet. So in January, as of this moment, and of course, I can't cover every title. These are just the ones I pulled out. But uh, in January, we get One Piece Odyssey on the 13th. We get Persona 3 and 4 coming to uh, other consoles on the 19th. We get Fire Emblem Engage on the 20th. We get Monster Hunter Rise coming to Xbox PSPC on the 20th. We get Force... Why can't I say this game without laughing? We get Forspoken on the 24th, and supposedly, and we get Dead Space remake on the 28th, which for me, we'll stop it every month here, guys, but Dead Space is far and away, miles ahead of everything else in terms of anticipation for me personally. Well, when it comes to predicting which of these games aren't going to do well, I just want the record to state that I am not reviewing Forspoken. I will repeat <laughs> I'm not reviewing well, Forspoken. Gonna... Stop asking me. Travis, this game's bad. Are you reviewing Forspoken? It's going to be a 10 I'm out of 10 not games. reviewing it, okay? I don't review every bad game, just most of them, almost yeah, all of them, it's... but not this one. So, <laughs> Do you think this game gets delayed again? No. Really? Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so because I know who's reviewing it. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't think it's gonna get delayed but i do i will make a prediction about forspoken i think it's gonna be better than a lot of people think i think the things that people are complaining about are going to be bad i think the character is probably going to be criticized i think the story is probably not going to be great but i think people's expectations are so low it's going to do better than people think that's my prediction i that's really what I, you want to hear as a developer people have so low expectations for your game that it is going to outshine everything else released that month. It's fantastic. 
Yeah. I, I don't think he's yeah, and I think we he's all agree, right, right? Because when the demo came out, I've talked to I mean anecdotally as always, but I've talked to quite a few people who were like, Wow, this is this isn't good. Um, you know, like this is this is really bad. Uh I never got to play it. Um, but uh yeah, I I've been kind of down on the game for since I first saw it. It just seemed to be a game that didn't know what it wanted to be. Um and I guess we'll see, man. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, what do what you guys have for in January? Any of these games? Hitman 3 Freelancer is coming out, just so you guys know. <laughs> in case you guys need to uh, jump back into that game. Uh, brand new mode. Kind of roguelite-ish. So, you know, all you roguelite fans out there. You know, Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this because you're not a roguelite guy. Can't stand it. Um, but this is your favorite game. So I'm going to yeah. be very curious to see how this turns out for you. This, this is Which one? Water. Hitman the, 3. the new mode for Hitman 3 is coming out in January. I'm looking at your Free. list for January, and I'm like, well, it's not on there. Dan, Dan, of course, just knew it was coming. I was, I was told but... to come up with stuff on my own to, you know, that isn't on this list. <laughs> so that is on there, not on there. There you go. There there you go. Well, I'm excited <laughs> for SpongeBob SquarePants Cosmic <laughs> Shake, which is also coming out in January, you guys. Um, no, I'm playing one or more of these games that I can't talk about that's on your list here, Ains. Um, but I, I'll i play as many of these as I can. It's a strong start to the year. It is a very strong start. Fire Emblem yeah. looks good. I love Monster Hunter. I still haven't played it because I refuse to play anything on my Switch. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that'll be a big game, right? I mean, Monster Hunter is a huge franchise as much as I joke about it. Um, so it coming to the modern consoles is, is great with all the updates, of course. I think Dead Space is going to be huge. Um, I'm, I am going to wear that helmet no matter how much you guys make fun of me for it. So I'll come prepared once that releases. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good start to the year. Very good. Um, quick couple shout outs here. Plague Injected also became a channel member. Thank you very much. Appreciate Woo-hoo. you. And Mr. Mariano Pampa is here Pampa in 2023. Of course. Can't start the year without the $5 or $10 Pampa. To add to the uh, Elden Ring amusement park ride, just make sure there's a room with a bunch of doors that don't open, and it says <laughs> you don't have the right. Oh, you don't have the right. I didn't even get that far. <laughs> so that is a uh, that's funny because I had completely forgotten about that. That's an inside joke for people who played Elden Ring pretty much right at launch. So, uh, some you know how you can leave notes around the world. Dan, for for people that play, right? There's little notes on the world that you can leave and you can type certain things, but you can't freeform it, right? There's like a there's a template you have to choose from of what you can select, and it became a running joke to basically put a message in front of places you couldn't get to, and it would just repeat, "You don't have the right." Oh, you don't have the right. You don't have the right, and it became. It was this, a song. Yeah, it was just like a meme that kind of went around and and it it spread all all throughout the world as you were exploring. It's quite funny. For you and as somebody who's played yes. Elden Ring quite a lot, do you yes. have a melody for the song You Don't Have the Right? Oh, you don't have the right because I have a melody. Uh, I don't believe I do in in you my head, one but in I, your own brain? more than anything, I want to hear yours. Yeah, kind of do. We'll save that for another day, sir. <laughs> we'll save that for another day. But yeah, I've got one. Uh, every that time will I be a it, channel member exclusive. Yeah. Started jamming. Yeah, channel member one. exclusive. You don't have the right. All Big right. cast listeners, submit your melodies yeah. to. You don't have the right. Oh, you don't have the right. Elden Ring hit. We're interested in hearing your submissions. Winner will get a date with Ames. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's not that's not worth it. I, Don't bother. I, I know I'll be submitting. Mm. <laughs> All right, Pompa, thank you. Random name, new channel member. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. All right. Uh let's get to February where the year starts to get crazy on us a bit. Um so in February, we get Deliver Us Mars on the second, Hogwarts Legacy, huge release on the tenth, Wild Hearts, which is Capcom, if I'm remembering correctly, Capcom's answer to Monster Hunter. Uh, on the 17th, we get Atomic Heart on the 21st, Like a Dragon Ishin on the 21st, PSVR 2, and obviously all of its launch titles launch on the 22nd. All of Octopath its launch How many? How many launch titles? We don't know. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2 on the 24th, Scars Above on the 27th, and Destiny Lightfall on the 28th. Which I can't believe. Um, Busy month, guys, especially when you consider... I I don't know about you. For me, uh, we talked about Hogwarts Legacy quite a bit. I'm really excited for that. And that game looks, I think, far bigger than many of us anticipated it was going to be initially. It looks huge. Uh, Wild Hearts looks interesting. I'm hopeful for Wild Hearts. I hope that it can kind of take the theme of Monster Hunter, but make it more enticing from a game perspective for me personally. Um, Atomic Heart looks bonkers. I'm really excited to play that. That's coming to Game Pass day one, by the way. Uh, Like a Dragonetian, I know I'm excited for. I know Dan is. I know all of us are and a lot of other people are. And then you get PSVR 2 that same basically day, a day later, and Destiny's big expansion the following week, which I know you and the millions of people who play Destiny are going to be into. So, uh, huge month there. Mm. Mm. You reviewing that one? I am reviewing Destiny Lightfall, and your boy is scared. You can listen, um, you can listen to me talk about it last Thursday, but basically, uh, you know, high-level devs at Bungie gave a talk where they were talking about um, how with games as a service, velocity is more important than quality. Uh, which is a philosophy that um, you can see if you play Destiny. Um, you can see it in the product. Uh, and I, I just, uh, I don't, it's been such a short period of time since Witch Queen, and we've seen very little of Lightfall, and I'm I'm just a little nervous about uh, the quality there. But hey, you know, I might just be too close to it. Um, maybe, maybe they have a trick up their sleeve that I'm not expecting. I'm always, as always, hoping that it'll do well, but scares me. I know we talked about it prior to the holiday, and I kind of gave my outside perspective, which was this looks weird to me. It doesn't look to fit Destiny. It doesn't, it's not something, it looks like they're trying to chase a trend, which is never a good look, in my opinion. Um, So I don't know. I hope the content's good, obviously, for the people who love Destiny, like you and and others, but uh, it didn't do anything for me personally. It's supposed to to be the penultimate episode, and it's called Lightfall, and it's supposed to be about, like, you know, us losing to the darkness and it looks like we're going to be having a light romp through the moon of you know saturn and and hanging out with a tron people so i'm i'm sort of confused by this game and i haven't really seen enough to feel confident that it's going to be great which yeah the witch queen i was pretty confident i felt like going into it like there was a lot of hype so i'm just a little concerned about this but i'm also very close to it and maybe that's um you know affecting my perception either way I'm going to be reviewing that and I'll go into it with a, an open mind and a hopeful heart about that game and we'll see what happens. But February is huge. 
between Hogwarts, yeah, is ridiculous. Like Dragon, um, Octopath. Like I, I could easily sink a hundred hours into any of those games. It's gonna be crazy. And by the way, I said Capcom for Wild Hearts, and it's just my mind this morning. Capcom is obviously Monster Hunter. Electronic Arts is Wild Hearts. So um, it's EA's answer to Capcom's <laughs> game, um, being developed developed by Koei Tecmo, actually, um, and nice. Omega Force, which I think is support studio. So we'll see. We'll see. Dan, I know you're all over like a dragon, right? Sure. That's going to be, I mean, I hope people understand that this isn't going to be like a dragon, you know, that just released it. Right. Know, it's not like a, it's not uh, like a dragon two from. This is, yeah. This is the dragon yeah. engine from like Yakuza five, probably updated on, I think they updated it in real four engine. So, which is correct. Great. You know, so, so this is, you know, this is going to be more beat em up like the old style or judgment, you know, stuff. So. Yeah, I'm super pumped for it because I never got to play it, you know, when it released back on like the Vita or whatever the hell it was. Right. Um, it was like 2014 or 15. So, yeah, it's almost it's probably, like ten, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's almost like 10 years old, but um, oh, man. this is like I, a five days. So, yeah. Um, and I, as I've said many times, like I really love Like a Dragon, loved it to death, but I, I haven't been able to get into the older Yakuza games where they're, um, what do you call it? Um, you know, not turn based. So we'll see. I'm buying this one, and uh, I hope that. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Hope I like it. Yep. By the way, I know you don't collect these normally, Dan, but uh, you know I have to shout out that uh, there are exclusive steel books for this that look really cool. I saw um, it. So they, I, they got it backwards, man. To my in my opinion, I think I said that to you. They they they, they should have had, you know, they should have reversed them. Like they've got like everybody on like the front cover of the steel book that I saw uh, mm-hmm. when they have the and they have you open it up. It's like the Kiru, you know, holding the gun and the sword, kind of yes. silhouette kind of thing. Yeah, that should be on the front, hundred percent. Because that looks gotcha. so much better. But with that being said, it still looks badass. So yeah, between that and Hogwarts Legacy, I mean, I wish you know that's only what like eleven days now, man. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be a yeah. long time yeah. to go through Hogwarts for me because I'm super pumped for that one too. I mean, yep. it's it's crazy to me. Like in the end of February, I'm just looking at these games that I'm gonna be playing. And it's already more than I actually played last year. I mean, it's insane how much different this year is looking. Assuming everything lands like it's supposed to, it it's, it's, it's crazy how much different this is going to hit for me personally because I don't really play a lot of these indie games and stuff. So, yeah, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, I'm sure some of the games we talk about today, the release dates will shift. I mean, that's to be expected, yeah, for sure. right? But yeah. we'll see. Um. Yeah. I, so big month already, and then uh, the the year really doesn't slow down for the most part. So March uh, is another big year. So March we get uh, the day before, which if you forget what that is, I know IGN has a good preview of that up. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like a Division Two looking game where uh, all hell breaks loose, basically in the city and post apocalyptic type thing. Um, but it looks really interesting. Uh, the third brings us Wolong, Fallen Dynasty, which looks fantastic. I can't wait to play that. Uh, Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. So the latest Fatal Frame game, Fatal Frame game, excuse me, is coming to all uh, platforms on the ninth. Skull and Bones, if you remember that, Ubisoft. Uh, uh, I don't know the word to use here, but we'll see how that one lands. That's coming on the ninth if they don't shift it again. Uh, we get Bayonetta Origins on the seventeenth. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which I know millions of people pumped about on the 17th. And then we get Resident Evil 4 remake on the 24th. So again, March is coming out swinging. Yeah. Um, so I've 
played Wolong Fallen Dynasty a few times for IGN with uh, different previews, and uh, that game I'm I'm convinced is going to be great. The uh, team that's working on it has been making ridiculously quick changes based on community feedback and stuff, so I think that's going to be great. Um, and then one of the games on this list I am currently playing, and I don't think I can talk about it, but uh, you will have my thoughts on that one before it it drops in March. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, I'm. Uh, how excited are you guys for Jedi Survivor? Very. Yeah. Same. Very. Yeah. It's a. I mean, the first one's a great game. Uh, that, you know, how every once in a while you you play a game and you're like, God, I hope they don't make a sequel. It's it was such a good game and I don't want them to mess it up. Uh, Fallen Order was one of those games where right when I beat it, I was like, God, I hope they make a sequel because it could be it could be even better. Like it was obvious the areas that it could improve, right? Um, and so I've been wanting to uh. I've been I've been very eager to see what a sequel to that game looks like, and uh, yeah, I'm really hopeful. I'm hopeful that they improve in all the areas that they needed to improve after the first game. And you know, if it ends up just being the same game again with uh, different levels, I'll I'll probably be disappointed. But um, yeah, th- there's a huge opportunity for this to become, I think, like a <clears throat> a very like a big approachable leader within the Souls-like space. Um, that, yeah. that I. I'm, I'm, you know, it could be the gateway drug, Ains, for for getting people. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, like using that. the IP, right? You use the Star Wars yeah. IP to get people into that kind of thought process uh, of the yeah. game. I just, I know we've all joked about it many times. Just give me a better map, for God's sakes. It can't be worse, right? So give a real map and uh, some better level design, and uh, you know, you add a few additional things here and there. I think it's going to be great. So really pumped about yeah. that one. I'm really excited. Um, Resident Evil 4 Remake is my, probably that and Wolong probably my most anticipated games of that bunch just because I love survival horror. RE4 is actually one of my gaming gaps. I never finished the original. Really? Which, uh, yeah. Wow. And it's considered by many to be like the pinnacle. You know, some people have yeah. RE4 as their favorite game of all time. Um, I'm not that, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm really, really excited about RE4 Remake. So. Yeah, I um, that's one of my favorite Resident Evil okay. games. Aside from Resident okay. Evil 6, obviously. 6, yeah, I mean, 6 yeah. is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really interested to see how Skull and Bones does once it releases. The day before, um, we'll see if that releases on March 1st. I, I don't know. I can see that one shifted. We'll see. Um, we're starting to get down to where, you know, confirmed release dates become thinner. So in April right now, all we have is Hogwarts Legacies coming out for the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. So last gen on April 4th. Uh, but the big one that's announced right now for April is Dead Island 2. Ten years later, the game is finally coming. Uh, funny enough, I did a preview video of Dead Island 2. I put up, I think, uh, beginning of this week or late last week. Um, it's... Funny enough, as many jokes about it and how many developers it's changed hands, it's shaping up to look like a really, really good time. Um, so I'm, I'm actually quite excited about it as I dove into the details and learned more about it. Uh, and what you guys might be, what many people may be surprised to learn about Dead Island 2 that I don't think has shown uh, too heavily, is that it takes all the kind of funniness and goofiness of the original Dead Island, not Dying Light, Dead Island, right? Where it's kind of more lighthearted and goofy. Uh, and it has this crazy zombie system where you can like mutilate and splatter and all this crazy stuff, right? The zombies, but your upgrade system for your character is card based. So you will unlock cards, find cards, upgrade cards, and then you can respec with those cards anytime you want. 
So it doesn't lock you into a play style. You can shift them around as you see fit. Um, so it just sounds really interesting. I think it's going to be a good time. If that launch is well-polished, I think it's going to surprise some people. You hear that, Dan? Your favorite mechanic, cards. Still not my favorite mechanic. <laughs> your, your, your game of the year mechanic. No. Yeah. Card based. Yeah. Mechanic of the year, you may say? The MO. Yeah. M-O-T-Y, the Modi. If your favorite game in a year is a card-based mechanic fighter, then maybe you like card-based games. Yeah, and maybe it's just a fluke. Yeah. Or maybe you should expand your horizons, open your mind. Yeah. You know what I'll be playing in April? The the Horizon Forbidden West DLC. That's what's going to be happening. Yeah, it will be. No. It's already ready to go. I'm ready to go right now. I totally hours. forgot to put. Not I enough. totally forgot that burning shores. By the way, uh, I did forget to put that on the list. I apologize about that. Um, okay. uh, that's part of why I'm hoping to get through Forbidden West here in the next month or so, is so that I can, you know, then enjoy burning shores properly. Yep. We'll see. Yep. It's gonna happen. So. M O T Y. Get out of here with that garbage. <laughs> M O T Y. Can't Can't of the year. year, bro. Card-based game play. Card. <laughs> and then May brings us what we know so far is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, obviously, uh, you know, going to be a gigantic release on May 12th. And then Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, Rocksteady's game, finally, finally releasing on May 26th. Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they let loose that Kevin Conroy has a cameo, at least as Batman, in that game. Um and we know Rocksteady makes a damn good game. So let's hope that the wait has been worth it for this one. I got to tell you guys, I'm not a big comic guy, comic game guy, but I am more excited for this one probably than any other. I think the the one little trailer we saw of what is possible in that game uh, really interested me. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Rocksteady, right? So they know how to make a game. They make good they games. Know how to work, they know how to work with um, existing IP, make licensed games. Uh, I'm very excited for that game. All the pieces are there, right? All the pieces. Even even though, honestly, Suicide Squad, like, even even when it was a comic, I was like, eh. And then you know they made a movie about it, and I was like, I'm not gonna watch that. It looks bad. And then you know, uh, you know, yeah, here it was. Um, I I still, I think this game's gonna be really good because I have so much faith in Rocksteady. So um, even though I'm not a huge fan of. of um suicide squad i i'm i'm actually stoked for that game so we'll see i'm with you man it looks good Here, here's a question for you guys you know going forward we're, we're getting into the new gen now a little bit harder how often like some of these games are we going to see the the playtale requiem slash arkham knight 30 fps cap all right. Like, oh, a lot. Like, um, I I assume that the next big one is like, I I, I just assume that it's going to hound the game as Starfield, right? Like that that game is going to run at thirty no FPS. Way. I just, yeah, I just it just will because it, it the type of game it is the type of game you just broke Dan's heart. Look at his face. It's mean, not Starfield. What the, the the type of game that Todd Howard makes are not optimized for frame rates. Maybe when they do the remaster, you know, or whatever, and the, you have to play it on a fifty ninety or or whatever. Um, but I just think it's going to be thirty fps capped. I think people are going to hound the game about it, and I don't think it's going to matter at all. Like thirty fps, it's 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 better usually, you know, but it doesn't doesn't make or break a game. And I think people just need this is the year of getting over 
frame rates as a requirement for you to play a game. There are so many great games that don't run at the frame rate that you think is best. And so just shut up. Just shut up. Stop being the worst. A thousand dollars for these two new consoles so they can run at shit that was running last gen. But they but they're not gonna they're not gonna run Starfield at all, Dan. Oh well at least they got rats. We'll have the RPS. That, that you say that you say that as a dig, but it's crazy. it's really not a dig. It's not, like it's not great. Like I can care less about that. That's the problem. I wanted yeah, an but, upgrade experience. Like, why would you upgrade a PC to you know a fifty ninety? Like you said, you know that doesn't actually exist. But it, you know it, it's it's <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, 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 just I'm saying in the future, just so I can get my frames and my in my in my resolution. And now I got to upgrade to this next one because. What now the devs are doing? You know, it just drives me crazy. Like, don't show what? me like this beautiful steak, <laughs> right? And then and then just be like, yeah, yeah but here's a sirloin from now on. It just drives me crazy. It drives me. You, crazy. you realize you guys are arguing about something that's not even confirmed yet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, although I generally that. agree with Travis. I really? generally agree with Travis. No, 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 no. Back up, back up. I okay. agree that I could see Starfield launching oh. at 30 FPS. Uh, well, I like it. No, but I could see that happening. Uh, like, here's the thing, though. Like, the, the the complaint is completely invalid because it's not. Reason, it, it is true. Because the reason you upgraded to a new console is so that you could play experiences that are more ambitious. More, ambi- more ambitious does not always mean 60 FPS. And if that's but it all does you're sometimes. At- it does sometimes, but if that's right. all you're asking for in your games, you lack the imagination to to be judging these things. That's all I have okay, to say. So, so because you're saying I'm a because you're, you're, which is fine. They can't even no, pull that off. Apparently, no. I'm just saying you're not a game developer because no, when I'm people not. look when people look at better <laughs> specs, right? Like, why would I play on the Series X as opposed to the Xbox One? Their answer for a developer might be more rats. And that doesn't mean that more rats is bad. It just means that the thing that they wanted to do couldn't exist on the console that you had previously. And Starfield might be so big, just based on everything we know about it, that it couldn't run on an Xbox One. And so the reason you paid $1,000 is so you could play Starfield at all. The fact that you're not playing it in 60 FPS is maybe unfortunate, right? Obviously, you you care about that thing. But this idea, this prevailing philosophy that if it's not 60 FPS, it's not next gen, and that it's a valueless game is just silly. And I think uh, there are certain games you should absolutely expect run at 60 FPS. Gotham Knights, you should be pissed it doesn't run at 60 FPS. That's what I mean. Because you you can look at that game and go, okay, this should be 60 FPS. This is an optimization problem. But I don't think every game has that problem. I don't think you can look at a Plague Tale Requiem and go, this should run at 60 FPS. I'm surprised it runs at 30, honestly, on the Xbox Series X or the PS5. So buy so, your 5090 if you want to run Starfield at 60 FPS, but I don't think it's going to be that way on the consoles you own. That's all I'm saying. No, I know that. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's funny because you guys stand on opposite sides. We've had this discussion before, and I know Travis has been very clear that FPS should not impact your enjoyment of a game necessarily, and Dan is the complete opposite. And the funny thing is I, I stand in the middle. It's like I get what both of you are saying, um, and I, I completely agree, Travis, that the scope of what Starfield is attempting to be is so grand that uh, if we can play it and its fidelity is high and it runs well and everything, that 30 FPS should not be a, a limiter of your enjoyment of that game on a Series X. However, I also agree with Dan that uh, I, I do think it's a... I don't think, Travis, you should say 
to people the reason you upgraded your consoles is because that reason can be different for other people. And I think Dan's expectation is that with the PS5 and Series X, that a minimum should be a 60 FPS entry, no matter what the game is. Uh, whether that's right or wrong can be debated all day, but it's wrong. I mean, we yeah, we, <laughs> we were wrong. just talking. We were just talking about Forbidden West being open world and having. Now, I'm not comparing the scope of Starfield to Forbidden West. I'm just saying it's an open world, very large game, and the performance mode on that runs brilliantly. So now, I mean, now, but still, I mean, but when it came well, out, only a few months after launch, when it came out, everybody was playing on the quality mode because the performance mode ran no. terribly. Yeah, no, yeah, we we talked about this no on this chance. show. Hogan and I were Hogan and I were like, Hogan and I were like, let's play on quality mo- or on uh, performance oh, mode, no. and then performance mode was really bad, and so we switched back to it. It didn't look. We I'll like, say this: the performance didn't mode didn't look good. good. It didn't but look the, good at launch. I still played on it though. Yeah, the yeah. frames were steady. It just didn't look optimized. Like the resolution. Was not <laughs> yeah, good and at so all. so quality mode was the preferred mode for a lot of people. I I'm usually a quality guy, but I went or sorry, I'm usually a performance guy, but I went to quality because that game didn't didn't run super well. And and you know, the the thing about Forbidden West is I don't think it's a particularly good example <laughs> because it's not particularly ambitious as a game. It it does a lot of the stuff we've already seen in games that there's a lot of technology behind. It doesn't push the limits on console hardware, I don't think. No, right? I didn't say it did. I'm just saying yeah. that. And so yeah. games like that, sure, expect 60 FPS for those. You can expect whatever you want. I'm just saying that the the this idea that that a developer, a creative person who makes art should have to fit in this box of requirements in order for it to count. You know, and for order for it to be, I don't, the, I don't think it's crazy. Oh, no, I don't care it's about crazy. that. No. That's, <laughs> I that's don't, I don't think is. we're that's saying that. But that's what no. you're essentially saying when people say it should be a requirement. It's like, okay, but it's art. Not all art fits in the box you want it to fit in. You can't put a requirement on the things that creatives are making. And some of them want to make stuff that can't render 60 FPS on an Xbox. Mm, yeah. That's just how it is. And so Good. some of those we'll games say, some of those games, fine if if it couldn't run but there's some games that have no excuse and you should call them out i'm you know great I'm at doing? calling out games i'm gonna be eating a cracker barrel sure <laughs> eat a cracker barrel that's what's gonna happen there's a uh, we've got the poll up we've got the poll yeah. up so funny enough it's it's nearly split as of this moment so we we asked uh the audience and please vote if you haven't starfield's 30 fps will impact your enjoyment of it yes 45 percent. no 55 percent. so right now it's pretty close 50 50 We'll see. Oh, it's one hundred percent. I won't play it. I will refuse to play Starfield if it runs at freaking thirty FPS. Mark I my don't words. believe you. Mark my words, because I love Fallout, and I played that at thirty FPS. I love Skyrim, but that at thirty. Then why FPS. does it matter? What do you care about? <laughs> because like, now I've had the taste 30? of the forbidden fruit oh, that is sixty God. FPS. And now I cannot oh, go back. Jesus. Listen, you can sit there and eat your sirloin steak. I'm going to be sitting here with my ribeye and enjoying the hell out of it. <laughs> you know, maybe. No, maybe you're, no, you're going to be going really... hungry. You're oh, going to no. be going hungry because it, will be. because it I mean, didn't have the, the seasoning. I, it wasn't my very favorite thing. And so I'll just not listen, eat. Just... I'm paying for it. Why the hell would I care Would somebody else put like the, the garbage seasoning on it? I want the good seasoning. If I'm going to pay you the money, I get what I want. I See, this I is why expect. people. This is why companies shouldn't listen to consumers. The customer's no. always right. It's such a terrible idea because they're never right. They don't no, know they're what they're right. talking about. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I know what I like, and I'm not going to pay for trash. 
That's we, so you guys are, I'm going to have to create a new versus. You realize that kind of goes like center right of the screen between yeah. top and bottom here. Mm-mm. Yeah, this is what happens <laughs> when Hogue's not here is I'm starved for an argument with anyone. Who wants to fight me? <laughs> Who? Dan, Dane? I'll fight you. Commenters? Commenters? I, I don't know. The funny thing about these kind of debates that we have on this show is one, I think they're excellent because I think we have a good representation of the gaming community at, at large, right? Like there's there's both sides of this debate. The second thing is I don't know how I usually fall in the middle of them. I don't know how that happens. I usually see both sides somehow. But I what about I um I, I, I just think one side is stupid. Is that, is that <laughs> I mean I can see both. I see Dan's point. I just think he's not thinking it all the way through. That's all. I just want value for my money and my value is going to be different from your value. My value is 60 frames. Yours is 30 and a, and a, and a, oh, we can do more rats. That's fine. And that's true. You know, I have no problem with that. I am not going to play a game that runs at 30 FPS when, when I think I paid the money to have that better experience, but I understand better is also very subjective. So, you know, in my opinion, better is frame rate. Right? I just I don't me. think I don't think you know what you want like a lot of consumers. Oh, 100%. You think they want something I play less games than everybody else. You know what I've been playing? Like Judgment, Lost Judgment, stuff like that that I don't like. I played a hundred times. I, I played like three or four new games this year, including God of War and you know Horizon Forbidden West. And then after that, it was you know like Mid- Midnight Suns, and there might have been like two more new games that came out last year. But for the most part, I spent my year playing old stuff in Witcher 3, yeah. you know? Look, if you so, want to play Starfield at 60 FPS, you surely will be able to do so on a PC. Yes. What I'm talking yes, about yes. now is I'm talking about console people uh, trying to put limiters on the visions of game devs that, that don't make <clears> sense. <throat> it, the Xbox and PlayStation are not Maybe. hugely hugely powerful machines that can just do anything. And I think so, a lot of times vision outweighs technology hardware. So here's here's my issue with that statement, um, and I'll do my best to be a hoag here. I, I can't, but I'll do my best. The issue I have with that statement around if you want to do that, you can do it on a PC. is kind of a misnomer, and, I, and this is not you, Travis. This is just the general gaming community. If you want this, get a PC. The, the fact is the vast majority of PCs that people play games with today are less powerful than a PS5 and Series X. Of course. Right. Yeah. So right away, it's not play it on pc it's play it on an an optimized pc that is capable of running it at 60 and i guess my argument back to that would be because there's been quite a few people that have commented here in the chat about it is there seems to be i would say more than majority agreement that people just want the option to play even if you have to reduce the graphics down the resolution down the effects down everything they want to play it at 60 on console or whatever the higher frame rate is, right? Um, if they're going to develop that for PC, why can they not at least give that option for Series X, right? Like, I, you're, you're going to have a PC that's probably equivalent to a Series X that has the option of playing at a higher frame rate and turning all the effects down. Why do you yeah. not allow open that option to players on a Series X? I guess is my and, counter. And that is 100% a valid argument. So a few things. One, I want to say, I agree with you on the PC argument. When people say, just play it on a PC, they're basically being like, oh yeah, just buy $4,000 worth of hardware. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Yeah. It's a ridiculous argument. But my point is for people who are that, that's a deal breaker. 
I don't know why you're Agreed. playing on console because it's Agreed. like that's it's just not a realistic expectation. Five hundred dollars doesn't get you sixty FPS on build a PC and try to build a PC for $500 that does oh, 60 FPS on every game. It's not going to happen. So that, that's just my point is you're, you've got a uh, champagne taste in a soda <laughs> pop wallet. If you, if you uh, are, are expecting 60 FPS and you're not building a PC and, and that's unfortunate. Um, I'll also say uh, yes, there are absolutely situations where it's about um, not giving options to consumers. Um, some of it is done for like, I, what I would consider dumb reasons like PR, like they don't want their game to be shown in 1080p because it looks like trash. And so they just don't include the option, you know, to do it because Fair. they don't want they don't want screenshots and YouTubers of people playing on 1080p and going, look at this game. It looks terrible. Also fair. It, Even Evil like West a, got uh, Evil West got slammed for being 1080p. Exactly. For, yeah. And so like they 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 don't want that footage to be available. And so it's just like, you know, don't show my game in 1080p. It looks bad. Um, so that that's part of it. Right. Um, and, and the other part of it is that sometimes, um, you, it's, it's a creative process as well as technical. So sometimes you want the game to do certain things. For example, the, the, the example I keep going back to is Plague Tale Requiem, which had a performance mode and a quality mode, but the performance mode still didn't run 60 FPS. It no, ran like 40. 45, it was 40, 40 or something like yeah. that. It was, it was as good as they could get it. And so I'm all for giving options to console players and kind of taking off the the hood you know of the of the walled garden that consoles usually have it just isn't realistic to expect for 500 dollars you'll be able to get 60 fps on every single game it just isn't there's a hardware reality some games have more ambition more stuff in it they can't do it and you know the argument that you should go go buy a pc is a ridiculous one because it's a three thousand dollar, four thousand dollar investment. But if that's what you want, if that's what you're doing, it that's the way to do it. And and you know, there's no Xbox Series Y that you can buy for eight hundred dollars that'll get. There you should there, be. So. There will should be. be. There will be eventually. <laughs> I really wish we. That's a whole nother argument. But man, if give me the plug and play console Xbox experience at a PC forty ninety level, please. I don't care who has to do it. Just give it to me. I'm I'm there. I'll with pay you, for man. it. I would pay yeah. for a high-end console. I just don't know. I I think they think there's probably not a market for it. There's barely a market for the Series X, right? You know, it's just <laughs> it's a lot of money. I don't know. If that's gamer, true. <laughs> I mean, the, the console gamers don't. They're not used to that price point, obviously. So no, but I think that's uh, I think that's all an outdated argument. We've talked about that before. We don't have to stay on yeah. that. Anyway, but, I mean, if, Jesus. if they sold the twelve hundred dollar Xbox, how many people <clears throat> yeah. do you think would buy it if, if supply wasn't an issue? Well, great. I mean, the the investment by Microsoft to create and develop R and D a twelve hundred dollar Xbox would not be beneficial for them. There's no ROI on that, is what you're saying, yeah. which I agree with. I agree. And it would go, and it would start to be out of date, like almost immediately as well, which is like That's one it. of the advantages of PC is that you can swap out your parts. Right. And so nobody's going to yeah. buy a $1,200 console. That's only going to last five years. It's just, yeah. So, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, by the way, 135 people with us live at the moment, please hit that like button. If you're enjoying the conversation, appreciate you. Let's get a couple super chats before we talk about a whole lot of games that we haven't gotten to yet. So good. these have been sitting for a little bit. Don yeah. Lionheart back in the house. $5 Super Chat. Hi, friends. Happy New Year. Have you guys considered uh, doing a fantasy critic league? I think it would be fun. Prayers and love <laughs> for Hogue and his family. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. That is a, that is actually a good idea. I did talk to Mr. Babbitt. So what that is, is um, basically think of fantasy football, right? But the four of us with Hogue would pick 
you basically rotate and you pick games that are going to release in 2023 and you're aiming for the games that you believe will get the highest Metacritic score. And then you add up the score like points basically at the end of the year to see who wins. Here's a question about that game though. Here's a question about that. Isn't it a conflict of interest if I can impact the outcome of the Metacritic score? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I, I think that's kind of funny, right? You could do your pick list to be like, oh, Dan has this on his list, so I'm going to break it lower so that I can dip yeah, his. Yeah, but that, 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 just means, that just means we have even more incentive to do it because of the fireworks that could be involved. Because a big game comes out, it gets like an 80 meta, and you give it a 2 on IGN, that would be beautiful. I would love to yeah, see that. I give it a 2 just to spite your pick <laughs> list. You know, I just, if, I, if I rank it a 2, it'll be low enough that he won't get the points on the little game we're playing. So. <laughs> It's, so. It sounds like uh, a conflict of interest to me. That's what it sounds like. And yeah, a fun like one, though, power. but a fun but one. Fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you think I'm not above giving a good game a bad score just to hit Hogue where it hurts, you don't know me at all. Yeah. Kick yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, of course. I'm a man of integrity. Don Liner with another super chat, two dollars a sign. Some people like Resident Evil Six more than eight. Hashtag shrimp fried rice. I don't think it's some people. I think it's one person. Yeah, Yeah. I think it probably is. It's basically no the warning signs. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Don. Good to see you back, man. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Gecko's back in the house. Yeah, he's got back to back ones here. Uh, Interesting. No Man's Sky runs on 6CS for FPS. So, yeah. yeah. But These it's, are older games, yeah, obviously. It, you know, I understand that. Older games. Well, and it's it's a lot less. Yeah, yeah it, it's a very different kind of graphical engine than, say, something like Starfield, right? Yeah. Uh, have you, have you yeah, been to optimized. one of the planets in yeah. No Man's Sky? It's pretty barren. So, yeah. yeah. 60 FPS. Yep. And we'll have followed that up, by the way. The only true FPS has 60 FPS. Otherwise, it is a sparkling shooter viewed from your head. All right. The only true means. FPS has 60 FPS. Otherwise, it's a sparkling shooter viewed from your head. I think he means I uh, think... like uh, flashy, but I, I I don't know what you mean by the first part of that statement, Gecko. Lay off the crack would be my advice for that comment. <laughs> I'm just Gecko, don't don't uh, don't super chat again. Just put it in the chat because I, I don't know what you mean by that. I'm happy to discuss it, um, but I, I I genuinely don't know what you mean by that one. We'll give you a chance to clarify yourself for seven. I, I will. I will agree with this first part. <laughs> true FPS, sixty FPS. Yes. There you yeah. go. That Dan translated. Have you yeah. played one hundred and twenty FPS? No, because yes. because if yes. I had, if I see one hundred and twenty, everything else is going to be even more shit. So I'm staying <laughs> away from that. It's like okay, I'm going to go see. You know, I'm going to again go back to food. I'm not going to go over to this. You know amazing restaurants like the steak is like so good you have to try it da, 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 da. it's the same price as the other one and then i'll be like oh i can't go back to the other one <laughs> but there's but, but you only get the steak like once every two months you know it's 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 it's, it's so limited so no the uh, funny thing is uh, halo supports um 60 and 120 and i play multiplayer 120 only because once you get used to 120 in competitive multiplayer it's you can't go back yeah. um right. but then well, i play yeah, the campaign in 60 hmm. so well, it looks I've got to hit Dan where he lives using the food metaphor and just say, you can enjoy a five-star restaurant and then still go to like a cheap hot dog vendor on the street and, and have a damn good time. And so sure. I think you, I think you can do both. I think, I think you can enjoy the high life 
and you can enjoy a very good uh, game that has lower frame rate. They're both good. They're both good, guys. I'm not against yeah. big frames. I'm just saying the expectation that the, the requirement, it's not a good game if it doesn't succeed, <laughs> is, of course, a ridiculous one. You're assuming I care about the chefs and their artistic integrity, though. I do not. I just want good food. I want the end Okay, but, but if the so, food is good, yeah. except it runs at 30 FPS, then you're yeah. just being pedantic yeah. and petty by saying, yes. oh, it's not good. It's not yes. good. No, no, no. Uh, you guys think I should just go ahead and mute both of them at this point? Because yeah, that's no, that's about where I'm going to go. So, um, <laughs> moving on to June. Um, June has only three releases scheduled right now, but there are three huge releases. Uh, so, Street Fighter Six on June second, Diablo Four, pimping the Lilith sweater. Diablo Four on uh, June sixth, which also, funny enough, for Ultimate Edition releases on June second, the same day as Street Fighter Six, and then Final Fantasy sixteen on June twenty second. So, um, those are. I mean, Diablo Four is my most anticipated game of the year. Uh, I will. You probably. You you may not see me that big cast on that Sunday. What do you mean by that? It's your most anticipated. What are you anticipating? Tell me. Dan, what's he talking what's about? Your, Tell me. What are you anticipating? Game? If it's most anticipated, what if, what is it, what are you anticipating? What about it am I anticipating? Yeah, what's what's your anticipation? <laughs> so weird. That it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I could talk about Diablo 4 all day, so I don't want to do that. Um but yeah, I mean, right, I've said fine. before, I, I've played Diablo since the first one when I was a teenager on, I think, the first PC I built. Um, I played that just endlessly, Diablo 2, Diablo 3. Diablo 3, I have several hundred hours in, multiple builds, characters, seasons, etc. cetera. Uh, Diablo 4 being even bigger. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of a loot whore when it comes to those types of games. Uh, you have six characters at launch, and you can do different builds with them. You've got co-op. You've got the open world elements, the the... It's just this game's going to take over my life, bar none. This will be my destiny, pretty much, mm. but better. Mm. What the hell is yeah. Final Fantasy? Yeah, Final Fantasy 16. Oh, it's 16. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. There's you know, <laughs> so many. Final yeah. Fantasy 16. You know, the Final yeah, Fantasy but... series is <clears throat> going to uh, their junior prom this year <laughs> 16 games yep. sweet right. 16 yeah by the way huge huge shout out to my brother sarko in the chat he also gifted five channel memberships thank you brother really appreciate i met that you. guy and you haven't nice. this is friend. true i've known sarko for i think last we checked over a decade yeah it has to be over 10 years now and you met him before i did in person i met him immediately Crazy. gave him a hug <laughs> hung out with him in a hotel room Play Destiny. Whoa, whoa. Okay, together. all right, all right. Yeah. Channel, you have to be a channel member to hear more. Yeah, yeah. you want you want the details? Yeah, Subscribe to me on OnlyFans. <laughs> You'll hear about what I did to Sarko at GCX. <laughs> yeah, Sarko, it's got to be 15 years. It's been a long time. Um, okay, now here's where it gets really interesting on the year, guys. So <clears throat> the first half, remember Xbox's showcase this past summer. Right, everything was coming out in the next twelve months. Everyone's talked about this. So, if these hold, which we know they all want, just bear with us. If these hold and they do release before by June, right? Here's the other games, at least that we know are going to be releasing, and that's where Starfield comes into play, Redfall comes into play, 
and Forza Motorsport comes into play, along with Hollow Knight Silksong, uh, Minecraft Legends, Flintlock Siege of Dawn. Pay attention to that one. I think that could be a double-A banger. Uh, the Last Case of Benedict Fox, and Ravenlock, which is the new game from the developers of Echo Generation, which was kind of a beloved indie game that came out a couple years ago. Um, so all of these games, um, and we kind of talked about Starfield already, but all of these games should be releasing by June uh, if things hold. And um, as we saw uh, last week, Bethesda kind of doubled down, at least on their page for Starfield, that it is releasing in the first half of the year. So And Redfall. Which they put out and Redfall, yes, yeah. Yeah, cool. yep, yeah. Redfall's gotten some more recent previews. I did a video on Redfall a few months ago, um, and I'm glad that they're starting to talk more about what Redfall really is because I think a lot of people, I think we know a lot of people had misconceptions about what Redfall I is. I did, hundred percent. Yeah, and they're talking about it being a huge, you know, open world, which we already knew. They actually said that in their first presentation that it was a big open island that you can visit. You can play it single player. It's the full arcane experience. Um, Redfall, one of my most anticipated games of the year for sure. Yeah, Want I mean, to I, be a vampire hunter, yeah. learn to <laughs> wield a stake. Yes. I, I wasn't great, excited man. for Starfield until this conversation. Oh my god! Oh my I god! I was dead. It's dead to me. It's dead. No, I'm just joking. I'm still excited. For it potentially well here i'll help you a little bit so um you know there's there's a lot of um a lot of rumors swirling in the xbox community right now a lot of back chatter happening and you know there, there's some things will be true some won't etc but the early read on starfield because the game is in people's hands already at least the build of it as it stands today the early read on it is that it is uh surpassing all expectations that Good. it is that's very cool. very very impressive yeah that's from the xbox community <laughs> yeah okay gotcha anyway redfall now that i've got some more information uh looks like <laughs> it might be my number one on this list because all <clears> that <throat> stuff i mean i didn't know any of that you know the new stuff that they really i mean i it was just always like a co-op you know it was really Damn strange brigadey to me at first you know what i mean like and 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 this looks much better i love arcane love arcane love all their games yeah. so this one you know, that always kind of held me right there. And then Forza, of course, I'm going to be playing that. Everything else, yeah. But, you know. I, on that list, my most anticipated game is Hollow Knight Silk Song. I, I don't think you're alone. I think there's and I can a tell lot you, of people. I can tell you exactly what I'm anticipating. I'm anticipating that it will evolve that genre of hardcore side scroll platforming beyond what hollow Knight one did and will tell a great story in the process maybe make you cry who knows like an ori in the blind forest type of deal and uh i'm damn excited for that game looks great a lot of people are man oh yeah it's it's gonna be huge it'll be i mean it's hard to say this right now but it feels like it's gonna be the biggest what you would normally classify as indie game of the year bar none um, do you think it will be in the game of the year conversation? Yes, I think it will be. If sure. if if Mitch is still working at IGN this December, you can bet Saltzman's going to be <laughs> pimping that game out, and I may join him. Who knows? I mean, at this point in time, that's pretty high up there. That's pretty pretty damn high up there, and uh, you know, I'm open to being surprised. But okay. uh, very excited about that game. 
See, Hollow Knight for me was one of those. I'm, it's like everybody was playing. I was like, I gotta try this out, and it, it's, it's, it's. I'm disappointed in myself that I'm not. Doesn't seem like your type of game at all. No, but but I played like I probably played through like a third of it, and I was like, this is so good, but I'm so bad at this, and (laughs) it bothers me. You know, like like this is one of those games that I, I actually enjoyed, but I couldn't finish because I suck. You know, this is the getting older starting to get shaky hands kind of problems you know this is i know that feeling man the, I know worst, that feeling. the worst but yeah <laughs> i know I'm, i mean i'm gonna try it out anyway because maybe it'll be you know maybe i can handle this one also we'll i know that we just glossed over the new zelda game tears of the kingdom but yes, I we did state that there's lots of people excited for that i am I'm one excited. of them i know i know some people in this group aren't the fans of breath of the wild you don't have to keep calling but, dan out man jeez I know. shut up but uh, I'm excited for that game, and lots of people are excited for that game. And I think uh, I think it's going to be good. Believe it or not, I am actually excited for that game because my complaints about Breath of the Wild are, are pretty... I don't think I'm alone, right, in my complaints about Breath of the Wild. I think the, the open world was kind of bland. I think that the uh, kind of upgrade system with the weapons and stuff was... And, and breaking, I know that's been covered in nauseam, but that didn't do it for me. Um, I think that the shrines were too repetitive. Um, and I think that that's the feedback they've heard for years, right? And I'm I'm pretty confident that they will take the foundation of Breath of the Wild and the open world Zelda experience and build upon it and expand upon it. And I think that Tears of the Kingdom could be really good. That's what I'm hoping. I think as long as they put traditional dungeons in that open world, yes. where you, t- you get a break yes, from the open world to like do full dungeons, that I will be because that you know I I really liked Breath of the Wild, but there was part of me that was like. You know, these dungeons aren't, they're not really dungeons. They're kind of just no. like little mini puzzles and then you go do a boss fight. But I would love it if they just threw those full, big, meaty dungeons right in on top of the open world uh, kind of format. I'm okay with weapon breaking. I kind of think you need it in that world. You You have to have a reason to switch weapons and try new things. Otherwise, you'll just find the thing that works and use it forever. You'll just use, you know, the master sword. Uh, until the cows come home, so I think uh, I think that's kind of necessary in that world. And there's lots Master of Master Sword doesn't from. break, by the way. Doesn't it break eventually? It, it like lasts a really long time. Oh, there you go. I guess you get a weapon that doesn't break. Um, <laughs> but that, you know, lots lots of games do that. Like Dying Light Two did that, and I thought it worked in that game as well. It kind of forces you to mix things up and always be improving. But uh, um, maybe they can make it last a little longer. Doesn't need to last that short. I think. Um, <laughs> last that short yeah it was just such, yeah, a, got, such a yeah you it, like you get like four swings on some of those weapons and i was like that seems that seems a little harsh maybe yeah so maybe that's what i mean enough. yeah i don't even mind the breaking it's just that it was completely ridiculous like you had to look at the How meter fast. every time you hit something yeah. yeah um we'll see i'm hopeful um we also glossed over final fantasy 16 with which whether we like it or not i don't know we'll see how it turns out but that game's gonna Hope's be a, absolute. Here gonna be a monster for the year we're missing so. we're missing hogue he would talk he would he would diatribe about yes. this game we'd be here 100%. until 11 30 hearing about final fantasy 16 there'd be so. like at least five or six words in that diatribe that you didn't understand and you probably need to <laughs> because he's so well spoken but I, I i could never do that justice so i'm not going to try but i will just say not my final final fantasy you know mm-hmm. what is your final fantasy i mean not for me i was just i want to know all good. about dan's fantasies Tell me. What is my Final Fantasy? Uh, is it feet? Four, no, six, and nine. Four, six, before. and nine. Yeah. 
no, no, we, we, we should stop there because <laughs> if we're going to go past the feet part thing again. I'm glad that. we, I'm glad we weren't live, uh, yeah. with our conversation prior to going live because, uh, yes. yeah, we'd be banned. We, yeah, we have a whole different kind of audience. Uh, whole different All audience. right. So the, the funniest part is guys, and there's, I, I haven't even mentioned about Forza, which yeah, I've said before is one of my, that's top three for me this year. Um, pay attention to Flintlock Siege of Dawn. I really do think that's going to be a fun game. Um, but there's a ton of games. I listed out some of them here that are also releasing this year that don't currently have dates. So here's at least a short list of some of the other ones coming this year. I uh, also want to mention Stalker 2. So Stalker 2 was that game as part of Xbox's conference. Beast called it out in the chat. That was supposed to be part of this early release. But obviously with what's going on with the development of Stalker 2, Ukraine, Russia, who knows where that stands. So, you know, I, I think obviously no one's going to uh, object to them if that game takes a little longer. But all these other games um, are supposedly and or tentatively 2023. I'm going to run down this list, guys, and just we can talk about ones you want to. Alan Wake 2. Can we interrupt Ar you or wait to get to the end? Wait till I get to the end. Okay. So Alan Wake 2, Ark 2, Ark Raiders, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Baldur's Gate 3, Black Myth Wukong, you remember that one? Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord, which is a VR title, Hades 2, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Layers of Fears, Lies of P, which I'm pumped for, obviously Marvel Spider-Man 2, probably the biggest game out of PlayStation this year, uh, Metal Slug Tactics, Oxenfree 2, Dan's Game of the Year, PGA oh. Tour, Pikmin 4 is coming to the Switch, Remnant 2, Replaced, another Xbox game that we've been waiting a long time for. RoboCop, uh, Stalker 2, which I just mentioned. The remasters of Suikoden 1 and 2, which I'll shout out for Hogue, of course. Uh, the System Shock remake, the Telltale Expanse game. Lords of the Fallen, the Plucky Squire, which was that crazy-looking game that was shown at the uh, PlayStation State of Play. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Wolf Among Us 2, highly anticipated. Warhammer 40k Dark Tide for consoles, uh, Witchfire, which was just shown by NVIDIA last week again, WrestleQuest, which looks hilarious, Ease 9 Monstrum Knox, which is the latest in the Ease series, and there's obviously a lot more I didn't cover. So, um, again, between what we've talked about, what we have released dates for, and all these other games already announced, 2023 is shaping up to be absolutely ridiculous. So, Hades 2 think it comes Woo! out this year travis because I, I know do. that's one of your I biggest i think that game comes out this year um okay. because we've seen a lot of it um i know we only got one trailer but we we sort of know what that game is probably going to entail and it looks like a finished game like even when they unveiled it i was just like yeah this this looks like they're ready to go you know they're probably still hammering out it doesn't look stuff. super demanding i feel like a 60 fps is coming on that one so definitely Good yeah, job. yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. Um, but I mean, the the first Hades was well. The first yeah. Hades was obviously game of the year um, in in many many circles. So when you think about this year, right? Think about all the games we just mentioned. You have Starfield. You have Spider Man Two. You have Tears of the Kingdom. Those are being looked at as like the three big pillars between PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, right? But then you have Silk Song. You have Hades 2. 
Um, you have, uh, I mean, Hogwarts Legacies out there. You have, I'm trying to look through real quick the, the giant games I forgot. You have Star Wars Jedi Survivor. You have Resident Evil 4. Resi- I said it already. Oh, did you? Okay, forget it. Never mind. <laughs> Resident Evil 4 remake, which let's not forget, Resident Evil 2 was nominated for Game of the Year, the remake. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You have Suicide Squad. You have Diablo 4, which, of course, I'm, I'm pimping for Game of the Year. You have Street Fighter 6. You have Final Fantasy 16. I mean, in theory, depending on how these games land, any of these games could be 92-plus Metacritic Game of the Year material, which this is just is like crazy to think about. 2018 all over again. I think that was a year where it was just insane. It was like God of War and Spider-Man. I was all that stuff. Or Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2, yeah. I mean, it was nuts. This yeah, is, this, I, uh, I mean, this is completely opposite of last year for me because I, I, I think so. There. Well, we'll see if it actually comes out because 2022, if I memory recalls, uh, looked uh, looked like this year, last year, and we did get a lot of good games, but a lot of the big stuff got pushed, which I know hurt you, Dan, because you only play the big stuff, right? Um, I expect some of the games on the list probably won't be qualifiers for game of the year uh, because you know sequels tend to retread and do less breakthrough stuff usually there are of course exceptions but for example a game i love hades which i think perfected the roguelike genre hades 2 it could re-perfect it it could evolve it in some crazy way i don't think about but more more likely i think is probably that um they just give fans more of what they want different move sets and that sort of thing different story uh but more or less do what they did with hades 1 and if that's the case i don't think it's probably game of the year material it's a it's a a very good sequel would be my guess. But uh, um, some of these could be breakthrough games, could be stuff that we're not expecting, you know, crazy, crazy stuff. So um, I'm excited about that stuff. I'm excited about the stuff we're not seeing coming, the stuff that's going to be evolutionary or revolutionary to the game industry. Um, and I think there are some of these in here that could potentially be those games. Yeah. It's also yeah, not I all think- sequels. You notice that? No, no. um, Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I I, looking at, you know, when I was kind of sitting down and putting the notes together for this year, this is the I'm probably at like the most excited I've been going into a year for game releases in a long time. I mean, I'm I've already said it a million times. I'm a Diablo fanatic. So that goes without saying. I'm a Forza guy that goes without saying. We've get Starfield finally this year. Um, You know, I'm just this year has a lot going for it and then you add in all the other things like i mentioned dead island 2 i think it's going to be just fun right street fighter 6 looks absolutely nuts and i've heard it's incredible to play haven't been fortunate enough to get into that pre kind of release trial yet i'm hoping but um you know i love street fighter so there's just there's just a ton here and the nice thing right as we go through this list i don't know if you guys kind of notice but there's there's literally something for everyone like 10 times over there's all different genres all different game types from family to mature to, you know, everything's represented. And uh, I just hope most of this hits because it's going to be an incredible year. You guys think Armor Core drops this year? Oh, that's that's one I didn't even put on the list. They did say 2023. Yeah. Which one? Armored Core. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I, don't, I think that one gets delayed. Yeah, it might get delayed, but uh, from you stuff know. games get delayed a lot. I mean, you can kind of tell some of these are going to get delayed. I, I think we'll see. I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's it's there's so much, you know. I mean, I, they're going to. I mean, I, I don't know how often de- developers and studios, you know, plan out the release dates based on other developers and studios releasing games. You know, I, I don't know if that's a we've thing. heard they don't. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. You know, but at the same time, unless it's Rockstar, then you avoid it because you're going to lose. Yeah. I think they probably move weeks, but they're definitely yeah. not moving it a fiscal quarter or a year because of another game that's coming out. I just no, don't think yeah. that happens. Always the money thing. No, um, good, I get, so, by the way, uh, Gecko did follow up. I, I kind of scrolled back and went, and he said it was a joke. He missed a, a kind of word in there. But on this Super Chat where he said the only true FPS, he was referencing it was supposed to be champagne. So, like, the real champagne only comes from Champagne, France, the region of France called uh, Champagne. So basically, he was making a joke that it, the only actual FPS is 60 FPS. Otherwise, it's uh, it's not FPS. So that's what he was going for in that super chat, by the way. I agree with you, Gecko. If we have great champagne in California. You know, New York yeah. is growing. It's I not think. Champagne. Yeah. I, I think that's... Uh, incorrect definition yeah. <laughs> maybe a potential one I'm not sure uh, and we got a super chat here from Darth Mac oh man I missed that one $10 super chats uh, Darth Mac dear god it just occurred to me that Hogue is going to have his hands full when he <laughs> yes. recovers and gets back into gaming hopefully the backlog won't be too big yes agreed awesome. yeah he's, yeah, he's uh, yeah. He's yeah it's going to be a lot Yeah, I hope it is I, too big yeah, <laughs> I hope he abandons all hope of ever catching up on his backlog. <laughs> oh man, Darth Mac, thank you so much. Appreciate the super chat, Gecko. Glad we could clear that up. And um, yeah, guys. So let me uh, pose the uh, the last question for you for the day, of course, which is knowing everything we just talked about. And, and funny enough, we didn't even talk a lot about Spider Man Two, which, as we know, Spider Man twenty eighteen and Miles Morales both hugely celebrated. Spider-Man is the best-selling first-party game on PlayStation 4, PlayStation platform of all time, I believe. Maybe not of all time, maybe PlayStation 4 and 5. But um, Spider-Man 2 is obviously going to be a a monster when that releases. Um, I didn't mention it as much because it's not for me, but I know, like, Dan, you got to be pumped to hell about that. Yeah, this is probably my most anticipated game this year. I don't even know what I'm expecting. I'm going to be honest with you, but I know Insomniac... They're going to be able to pull off whatever the heck they want. You know, yeah. I mean, they just seem to do it. And uh, I hope this one has a better story. Uh, not that I disliked Spider-Man's story. It's just, you know, it's kind of generic. Um, I hope they, they they improve a little bit just mechanic-wise here and there. But, I mean, really, I'd be fine with just a, an, another, just a continuation of Peter Parker and Miles Morales being able to play them in the same game together. Super pumped for It's probably my number one. Follow closely behind, you know, the Hogwarts Legacy, probably. Okay. You know, and th- those those two are probably the two I'm looking forward to the most. Um, cool. We'll see what else happens. I mean, System Shock remake. I don't even. That's just going to be a fun one for me. You know, yeah. One, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. It's kind of out. Yeah, it's been in development for years, Forever. many years. Yeah. Um, it looks like an amazing <laughs> year. Amazing year. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually really excited. Um, you know, here we don't do the the nonsense. So it's it's cool to me to think that from a first party perspective, we're looking at three major pillars in Zelda, Starfield, and uh Spider-Man 2. I think that's just cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so I'm I'm excited well, for all of those. Starfield yeah. being a presumable pillar, I think probably Forza Motorsport is more Forza, reliable. Sure. It's like, we know, we know that game's going to be crazy. Uh, Forza is more reliable, nice. but I, yeah. yeah, I mean, Starfield's obviously the monster here. I think Redfall's going to be fantastic too, but I mean, let's, let's be honest. The eyes are on Starfield. Yep. 
So that's going to be kind of the funny thing. The question I was going to pose to you guys and to the chat, so please let us know what you think. Looking at all these games, all these gigantic releases, what do you think wins Game of the Year? When I say wins Game of the Year, I don't just mean at the Game Awards. I mean kind of the... W- even if there's not an Elden Ring this year, right, which it doesn't look like there will be, um, what game wins the majority of Game of the Year awards across outlets, in your opinion? And by looking at the list and not knowing much about anything, I would say Zelda. Like, if I were putting money on it, that's what I would put money on. The Vegas odds are on Zelda is what you're saying. That's that's what I would say is right out the gate. But with that being said, you know, there's so much unknown I think about everything else. You of know? course, that's what makes it fun. Right. And but I yeah, think if, if it were odds, Zelda for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're probably far off on that one. I think what I was going to say, the reason I brought that up now with Starfield is that if Starfield, and this is the question all of us have, right? If Starfield hits the ambitions that we know Bethesda and Howard and the team have, I think it's it's absolutely going to yeah. be right there and could win game of the year overall. Yes. But it has to hit those and it has to come out of the gate polished. Uh, and I just hope more than anything that this extra delay they've taken is doing that and that we see the game we all want to see out of Starfield. I don't care about the frame rate, just the game that we all want to see. Yeah, so I'm looking at this list and I'm trying to do my best to think of it like I'm in Vegas, like actually voting. And you know, this vote would this 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 bet would be like, you know, what one to six thousand odds because that's such a hard. This is there's so many options. It's just a ridiculously hard thing to do. But I think if I were betting on this, if I had to put money down, I think I would pick Diablo Four. Yes, let's go. Because, That's where I'm going. and I'm just basing it off of other people's preference. I don't think it's going to be my game of the year, but I think if I had to bet what's going to be the most game of the year, because I think it has, it's got the historical support behind it. It appears to be a very good game based on all of the previews and early stuff that I've seen. Um, it's a type of game that I don't, don't think has gotten a lot of um, evolution recently. It doesn't have a lot of competing products, etc., And so it could be huge because, you know, I think Hades too probably too early i don't know if they're going to evolve it enough um same thing with zelda i think zelda uh will be great but it, they would have to do a lot to make it game of the year again um i think uh you know uh, like hogwarts legacy has a chance to surprise everyone and be game of the year i think the game has a lot of potential based on what i've seen of the combat i think that there's going to be some parts where people are like the world is great the story is good but on actual gameplay so i'm a little worried about that one and suicide squad could also be that game that none of us saw coming and you hear this dan he's just spreading his bets across like 48 titles i'm not i'm not i'm not betting on any of these i'm trying to explain why i'm trying to explain why i why i didn't pick them because i think a lot of these have like they they all have the potential a lot of them i just I'm I'm That's, looking yeah. at it as like which one's gonna like surprise us and do the most for their genre and has like historical support among people who vote on these things and review games. And I know Diablo 4 has like rabid fan base. It's a sequel, it's from a studio that we know. The game hasn't a game like it hasn't won in a while. It, you know, it, it just has all of the the most of the kind of qualifiers I think that would win. So I'm gonna bet on that, even though it wouldn't be, you know, my game of the year. I th- I think it'll Probably one. Those are the qualifiers. I would say Forza Motorsport would. 
Oh, take that for me. I would love to believe that. I would, but me I, too. <laughs> me too. Because I bet you it'll come out the most polished. I'll bet you it'll be the most improved. I bet you it'll move the genre forward more than any other game out there because they constantly. It may win family racing game. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Sports Dan, but I, yeah. but I think your logic is flawed because you need to look at historically racing oh, games and their relationship with critics and uh, know, the people that vote at the Game Awards. They do not vote for racing games no, as Game of the Year, period. But and so that, that's a bad bet, man. It's a bad bet. But given, no, terrible, given yeah, terrible. I appreciate the bet myself. But but here's the, the thing: I've, if the question was which one do we personally? Oh, I know, like, I know. Oh, well, he said Zelda. Question. He said Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Zelda. yeah. If I were and I, th- I think, I think yeah, most of the chat, good. most of the chat has said Zelda as well. Um, a couple good points I want to call out, which is Abe in the house. Good to see you, brother. He says I expect both that Starfield will be the most zeitgeist game, and and it'll be polished by 2027 after hundreds of patches. Yeah, user yeah, patches. Tough. User patches, yes, that's true. Uh, and then, also a very good point by our brother Bizzle. Diablo Four will be decided as soon as it releases because if it crashes like Diablo Three on release, it will have a huge impact on how people feel about it. Um, true, it has to launch well, and and it's crazy to me that Blizzard still has such so many issues with their launches. We saw it with Overwatch Two, um, so we'll see how that comes out of the gate. Um. By the way, there was something else I was going to shout out. Mariano Pampa in the house with another five gifted channel memberships. You guys are super generous today. Generous. That's the damn word I was looking for earlier. Um, and I just, you know, super appreciative of you guys. So thank you so much, Pampa. Um, Sark and Midnight Jury for those channel membership uh, contributions. It's awesome to also, see. I realized uh, I'm not a channel, channel member. I can't use my own tie emoji. This is No. Why don't you become is, a channel member, you cheapskate? What's wrong with you? I, I, I totally. I never. I never get around to it. That's my problem. I, I will do that here shortly. However, you see what I'm doing? I, I will not. I'll. Travis has the IGN money over here. You Wait, know so what we, I mean? And he just can't even support the game. We, we, <laughs> we get that for free. No, I, IGN what about money. You, famously, <laughs> no, there, there's no benefits for. There, we don't offer benefits here. Come on now. It's too bad. <laughs> what, 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 what is your What is your game? You didn't really say yours. Uh, my game. Um, you think will. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm cheating as well. I want to say Diablo Four. And a side note to you guys, I have a side bet with the guys over at Xbox. Record this, a very fun. It's a small show, but very nice guys. Uh, Xbox show. If you like, uh, if you want to hear about Xbox, obviously. But I bet them that that Diablo Four would outsell Starfield. Um, they thought I was absolutely crazy, and I told them, "You don't understand how big the Diablo community is." I don't um, think a lot of people are going to pay for so, Starfield when they got Game Pass. Well, or Diablo Four. Yeah. Now, so, how are you going to measure that up? Well, yeah. we said first of all, we said PC only because Starfield obviously is Game Pass on Xbox, but then you have PC Game Pass where Starfield's going to be. So yep. it's going to yep. be close. We'll try and figure out that measurement, but I I do yeah. think people underestimate just how big Diablo Four is going to be. The, if the deal goes through, it'll also be on Game Pass on Xbox. If the deal so, finishes in time, yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it right? could be. It'll be around that window, yeah, June, July. Yeah. Can you, can you um, like just like highest concurrent players at a certain, you know, between the, you know, when they come out or something? Maybe. Like that. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, sure. uh, but I, I want to vote Diablo 4. I think that that game, uh, Travis kind of already nailed it. People f- don't realize how big Diablo major core releases are. I mean, there are tens and tens of millions of people. Um, and I think that based on everything we've seen out of Diablo 4, including people playing it right now, 
it is going to be absolutely fantastic. All oh, that so said, I'm very similar to Dan and a lot of the chat. Whereas if you were, if it was my money and I was actually betting this right now, it'd be on Zelda. Really? Um, yeah. It yeah. just it's Nintendo. It's Zelda. It's, it's Nintendo and it's Zelda. I mean, it has I agree with you, Travis. Yeah. But I agree with you in terms of like moving the bar forward. Sequel will it be accepted? All these things doesn't matter. It's Nintendo and it's Zelda. It's just not often that the direct follow up, the next game in this short of a time span wins. I don't know if I can think of any game that's done that. Ragnarok got a 94 meta, just like 2018. And if it, it wasn't win, for Elden Ring, yeah, well, yeah. but I mean, Elden Ring is a generational game. If it wasn't for that game, it would have won. I mean, there's a lot of close calls, but I don't know if any game's direct sequel is one game of the year. Let's see if I'm wrong. I would love to find an example. I want to. I want to see a game that Red like, Dead Two, but it was like ten years later. <laughs> well, it didn't win Game of the Year, the Game Awards, but it didn't win Game of the Game Awards. Yeah, but that's not go, what we're go. talking about, though. We're talking about majority of awards, right? Like overarching, recognize this it. game. Of I the would year. love somebody to put together this data. How about Last of Us? Last of Us Two. I mean, I don't know what. It didn't Last win. Last of Us win. Nah. Get Last of Us Two didn't win. Didn't <sighs> no, uh, Last of Us uh, Sekiro was it that won? Oh, what year right. was yeah. Last of Us Two? I, I think it was the year after Sekiro, but yeah, it definitely didn't win. I I would love to hear if there was a. Uh, a direct follow-up yeah that one game of the year maybe hmm. gta no gta 4 didn't win well Jesus. i god gta are like 15 years apart at this rate <laughs> i'll count it though if somebody can find me an example i will count it i just want a, a direct last follow-up last of us two didn't win i don't know why people are saying that so sure uh, now, now now we got to look it up now we, uh, yeah. sorry for the typing i didn't mute in time oh well what are you going to do? Hear you typing. It'll give us some background noise. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Game of the Year awards. Here's the thing. We're looking. Come on. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Your, yeah. Yeah. Last of Us Two did win in 2020. And there you go. Did The Last of Us win though? Uh, double. Uh, Last of Us Two. Okay, maybe? but now you're now you're going back to Game of the Year awards. Yeah, that's, that's the Game Awards for. again. Yes. Yeah. That is the Game yeah. Because I I'm talking about just like. Because I, I know Last of Us Two won at the Game Awards, but in general, it wasn't it, it wasn't my outlet's choice. Like I know that. Um, yeah. And I don't think the Game Awards were in 2013. I think the first show was 2014. That's why. So it wasn't even there when Last of Us first was, released. Yeah, the there you go. So you, yeah, you can't use that metric either. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, by By the way, and this has just occurred to me as I was looking at Wikipedia, there is uh, we should see more on the new Dragon Age too this year. So pumped about that that's just a yeah. random comment a great game but that, that game, uh, game of the year, inquisition that one game of the year in 2014 yeah so and based on the conversation we had uh, here um and what we've seen of if you haven't heard of it it could be another incredible game by the way the uh the poll we had which i'm going to end now at 106 votes starfield is at, at 30 fps will it impact your enjoyment 42 percent yes 58 percent no so mm. yeah Generally, an even split. So, uh, by the way, I'm uh, by the way, I'm okay. I'm okay with it impacting your enjoyment if that's a factor that you really care about. But saying I'm not going to play it or I'm going to be pissed off about it not being. I'm not mad. That's, that's where that's where I draw the line. It's like, all right, not playing it because it's on 60 FPS. Come on, dude, you haven't even played the game. You don't know if it needs 60 FPS. I played Requiem. I was like, eh, I didn't finish it. 
because I was like, eh, I'm good. But were you and like, eh, because of the frame rate, or were you like, yes, eh, because it just because wasn't of the frame game? rate? I love. Oh, that. it's such That's a good game, one. man. I don't believe I you. I, I don't believe you that you were playing the game and you were like, "Well, I would love this if it weren't for the frames." Like it's just so silly. No, it, it, that's, that's not what I. Was, How I are did. you guys back like, to this? Stop it. <laughs> no, I was just like, let's get, eh. off, let's get off this. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, play it, Dan. It's good. It's better than the first one. All right. So as we close out our first week back, um, I hope we did Hogue proud. Uh, obviously, like we said at the top of the show, um, pay attention to uh, Mrs. Hoaglaw on Twitter for updates on him. Obviously, every week, uh, if there's a, a pertinent update or a meaningful update, we'll have it here as well. Um, we may have some guests in the future. We're going to play Big Cast by Ear. Honestly, it's just fun chatting with you guys. Again, I miss it when we're not uh, when we're not doing the show. So good show today, guys. Chat, you've been fantastic today. Seriously, huge, huge thanks out. Thanks out. Yeah, we're going to go with it. Knives out, whatever. Huge, huge thanks to um, all of you hanging out with us, chatting with us, um, being part of the conversation, and all of you who became channel members and gifted channel memberships and super chatted. Just uh, love the support. It means uh, means the world to to me and the everyone at SG. So thank you. Um, not much to really talk about. News is pretty light right now. Uh, if you're interested in Dead Island 2, I did a preview video of it last week, one of our season gaming shorts. So it's just a short five-minute video on um on what you can expect at dead island 2 and kind of giving you all the known information that's out there about it it may uh, surprise you so check that out uh we are going to have a video up this week too on a i don't have it laying next to me here on a new uh keyboard for pc gamer uh device called the shrimp which i uh posted on twitter a couple weeks ago but it's this like compact mechanical keyboard um for gaming which is really really cool it's made in denmark so i've been checking that out we'll have a video on that made out of and then (laughs) made out of what shrimp thankfully not because that just sounds disgusting um you said it's called the shrimp right i didn't miss it is it's called the shrimp um other than that uh as always you know uh sg's ramping up for the year so we'll have more in the future and as we go to close out bizzle comes in with the late super chat yeah cheers to a new year of sg and best wishes to hogue and his family thank you bizzle thank you bizzle agreed yes thank you very much appreciate it yeah, it's gonna be a good year, and Hogue uh, Hogue's gonna get there. So, back Travis, before you guys know it. Hit us uh, up. Yeah, I've got I've got some content. Um, I I wrote my first uh, n- like actual news article for IGN where I did a um, a deep dive on something that's happening with Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons licensing, and I interviewed people and I got quotes and I posted the article on IGN.com, so you can read about that. It's kind of interesting it's not usually what i do but um i happen to be a big tabletop rpg fan and they asked me if i knew enough to cover it and so i did some actual journalism which feels weird um you can read about that you can also watch me just just destroy this this um wide-eyed child uh named ains ainsley bowden uh in a cooking contest um, I forgot. On, that was uh, hilarious. On season gaming, uh, you can check that out. I did that over the break. I happen to uh, to like cooking in my my spare time. It's uh, cathartic for me, um, and uh, I decided to bring that skill uh, to uh, season gaming uh, for for a little fun bit that we did, and um, it turned out exactly as you'd expect with. Um, one person being a Chad and one person being uh, a virgin. Um, <laughs> So it's great. Uh, you should watch that. Parchment paper. <laughs> it's good content. <laughs> uh, it was very fun. Um, but other than that, uh, all my previews and reviews are 
embargoed. I can't really talk about them right now, but hopefully in a week or two, I'll start having stuff come out that I can talk to you guys about. But right now I'm sort of, I'm, I'm hard at work on content that I can't really share with you um, just yet. So uh, more from me in the future. I'm really excited about this year. I am fuck. I'm just so, so um, stoked that I get to write about games and review them. And I'm, I'm just, this year is so full of potential. So I'm very excited about everything. Yeah, man. I don't want to spoiler the video for people who haven't watched it, but um, (laughs) it's worth watching anyway. But Bree says, I thought maybe Ains burned the brownies on purpose. Believe me, I did not. I am not, I don't normally cook a lot. I definitely don't bake a lot. And it was a long process for me to make those. And uh, everything came out well originally. Like I said in the video, you then layer on. You do this extra step at the end to make it like a s'more. That's where things went awry. And uh, my wife is still joking with me about when I opened the oven. This is not a joke. I opened the oven and just flames came out. I mean, it was just fire like across our kitchen. And she said the look on my face was like pure panic. And I was like, ah. And uh, yeah, anyway, it made made for a good uh, end cap. You did that thing where you did the final broiling layer, right? To cook the top and the parchment paper wasn't flat. And so it touched the top. It hit the top of the oven. The oven. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that like literally is like a classic beginner mistake of just like, yeah, just <laughs> parchment paper caught on fire. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, wasn't quite eight hours, Yago, but uh, it wasn't too far removed. I was a mess. I was definitely a mess. But anyway, the like good news is my wife and my it. son actually ate the brownies once we scraped off the char. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they my God. Oh, Dan, so I, I burn the hell out of my marshmallows when I make s'mores. Oh, but oh some was, people like them that way. Yeah. That was very burned. That was like, oops, all char, no mallow. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They just yeah. crumbled apart in the pieces. Yeah. So, anyway, it was a good time. So, you can check that out. Thanks for calling it out. Uh, we will be back next week. As always, we're back on our regular schedule now. So, like I said, we may have some guests here and there. Um, you know, we're, we're playing that by ear. So, the shows will be by ear. But I, I really enjoyed, you know, the show today and just kind of keeping Hogan in, in spirits as we talk through things. Um, That'll about do it uh, for us for the week. But thank you again. I know I keep saying it, but I'm just super appreciative. So thank you, everyone, uh, for hanging out with us. And uh, if you're tuning in later, hopefully you enjoy the show as well. Give us feedback, comment, as always. And uh, other than that, we will see you next Sunday. Till then. Monkey. <laughs>